And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over the mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, do we have UFOs? Are they going to come out and say it's a UFO? It's an unidentified flying object. We don't know what it is. We don't know where it comes from. We don't, know, we don't know what it's made of. We don't know anything about it, but it was flying and it was a threat and we shot it down. So is that not a UFO? We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Idris Elba says he doesn't want to be seen as a quote unquote black actor. He wants to be seen as a good actor in general. What's wrong with that? Some people, of course, are going to have an issue with that. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, John Fetterman, back in the hospital, or at least he was for a couple of days. Is anybody going to talk about that? Is that not really a big story to the mainstream media? The brand new senator from Pennsylvania in the hospital after he had a stroke last year. He's hearing voices like the teachers from Peanuts. Wop, wop, wop. That's what he hears when you talk to him. He can't even understand what you're talking to. We'll talk about that a little bit more, a little bit later. Also, the crazy traffic stop caught on video over in VCU in Richmond, Virginia. That guy did everything wrong. Everything up under the sun wrong. The IRS coming for your tips. Hogwarts legacy. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. If you are listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, thank you. This can be found on Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description or just search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. We got quite a few things to discuss tonight, and I'm not really sure where to start. Uh, oh, of course, the sponsors. You know, I know I got to do that first. Uh, shout out to my websites, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. If you go to the front page of the website, you can find articles that go with each video that I produce. If I'm on the video speaking and I talk about certain things, I'll write an article just for the sake of having some sources. It's not really to meant to be this big editorial thing. It's just for reference, just for context. All that's right there on the front page of the website, anthonyblogan.com. Also, go to anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. If you want to find my email address, my snail mail address, if you want to find my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff is right there. On the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. And of course, of course, of course, of course, you guys got to hear this PSA. And I know I say it all the time and I know I got to disclaim disclaimer. I know a lot of you guys understand what I'm about to say, but not everybody does. Not everybody's really computer savvy like that. So sometimes people get caught up in it and they get scammed. That's why these people do it because they're looking for somebody that might get caught up they might get a little bit excited and then they get scammed. So if you reply to one of my videos and then it looks like me commenting to you, it's probably not. If 
they say something like, hey, contact me on uh, Telegram. Um, call me at this number. Text me on this number. Let's talk about Bitcoin. And that's not me. Do not get scammed. If you see someone that looks like me in the comments replying to your comment, talking about some money or some kind of investment, that's this gym trying to get your money. They're going to take your money and you won't get anything back. Do not get scammed. That's not me. I will never reply to your comment asking for money, telling you to contact me. If you want to know how to contact me, go to the website, anthonyblogan.com. If you see a phone number, the phone number is not mine unless you see it in the description or open a little ticker right here. That's it. And you're not going to be able to call me at any other time except for when the show is on. Again, you cannot call me any other time except for when the show is on. Unless I know you personally. Like, if I know you my regular every day, I forget my phone number. But I would never give my phone number out just on the internet in the comment because anybody could see that. So please, oh, please, oh, please don't get scammed. That's my PSA for today. Also, go to ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got the hats. We got the t-shirts. We got the stickers. We got the hoodies. We got more right there on the website, ablmerch.com. Also, go to patriotpost.us, your best source of news, information, memes, whatever you want. All my links will be in the description box. Podcasts will be in the description box. All that good stuff will be right there. I'm watching some of you guys' comments talking about, uh, shout out to Maynard. Maynard says, you said I get 500% returns, ABL. (laughs) Well, if you saw that for somebody, that should have been the red flag right away. If I say that on a live stream and you see my face saying that, you better doubt it. You better doubt it. Don't take anyone's advice that's saying something like that, all right? Y'all just please be vigilant. Don't get scammed. Don't get robbed. It's 2023. It's a lot of scamming and robbing going on. People are just not wanting to work, wanting to be lazy. Don't want to go out there and get a hardworking job. And they will rather scam you, so do not be a victim in this year, 2023, or any time in the near future. So that's what I got from my sponsors. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. Thank y'all for joining. We got a lot of hot topics today. I was reading the comments before um, I started the live. I'm talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Now, let's talk about that for a moment. Because I got some... I have some pictures for you guys that kind of go with it. So Hogwarts Legacy. Um, now, this is a video game about Harry Potter, right? Now, people are boycotting the video game because of J.K. Rowling. And J.K. Rowling is somebody that believes in, I don't know, science, biology. You know, that you cannot be a man and then become a woman. You may identify as that. For the record... For all the LGBTs, everybody out there, you can identify as whatever you want. You know what I identify as? I identify as um, I identify as a rain cloud right now. That's what, you know, for, for the rest of this podcast, I'm a rain cloud. That's what I identify as. But at, at the end of the day, I am not a rain cloud. Okay? You can see me sitting right here speaking at you. You have never in your sober, drug-free life seen a rain cloud sit on the podcast with a pair of headphones on and speak to you. You have never seen that before. So I am not a rain cloud. I identify as a rain cloud, but I'm not that. So J.K. Rowling says, hey, you could be a biological male, 
identifying as a female, but you're not that. So that's that's it in a nutshell. That's the issue with J.K. Rowling because she doesn't believe in someone's fantasy about them becoming a different sex than what they were born. So as a result, you got a lot of people calling her a turf. That and that's that's a that's an acronym, I suppose. T E R F. That's trans exclusionary radical feminist turf. They call her a turf. They say she's a bigot, a transphobe, homophobe, or whatever. So anything J.K. Rowling, they want to boycott. They're boycotting the books, the boycotting the video games, the boycotting the movies, the TV show, everything because of that. So people were trying to get this uh, Hogwarts Legacy game uh, removed. And all that it did was just make Hogwarts this really, really big game that has more hype behind it. People are saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy that game just because somebody said I can't buy it. Just because you're upset and you're offended. Um, We have some 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 clips and some pictures here that I'm looking right now over to the screen to pull up. But but there's uh there's there's quite a bit. <laughs> uh people are getting tattoos removed. Literally tattoos removed because um <laughs> because they want to protest uh JK Rowling. It's totally crazy. Now here's here's one Here's one thing that I saw. I'll put this on the screen right quick, and now I'll come up with some more stuff. Uh, so here's an article that says, How to Hide Your Hogwarts Legacy Achievements from and Trophies from Your Friends and Family. People are trying to play this game in the closet. A video game. Is it that serious? We're talking about a video game. Like, is it really that real? Are you going to lose a relationship over a video game? Because... They don't like J.K. Rowling. Uh, did, did, is J.K. Rowling the developer of the video game? Did she Was she back there um, doing the mocap and stuff like that to get all the characters' movements fluid? Did, was she the person designing the graphics, making all the hair and everything flow? I mean, it's weird, but that's what's going on right now. So if you see anybody talking about Hogwarts Legacy and, and Harry Potter and all that kind of stuff, then they're talking about that, a video game that they're boycotting. What kind of tattoos? Um, I'm not really familiar with the whole Hogwarts, uh, Harry Potter. That's not really, um, my thing. Um, but I saw somebody, it was like a triangle with a circle in it. I don't know what that is. Y'all, y'all please gotta, y'all, y'all gotta pardon me. It was a triangle with a circle in it and they were getting that removed with the, with the laser. I'm like, that's gotta be very painful, right? <laughs> that's gotta be pretty painful. So I don't really understand you know, um, what the big deal is. Why would you go through all of that just for something so simple? Okay, I'm going to find some of the videos right quick, and y'all hang out with me. Yeah, exactly, Anthony. They're making the game hip and cool now. Right, because people are saying, I don't want to... I'm going to find an article right quick. Hold on. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Uh, let's see, let's go ahead and just search it. And I, I think that, um, <laughs> Kotaku, so Kotaku is a video game website, right? It's, it's a video game website. So they have, um, this article that says trans, which <laughs> check it out. Trans, which games bundle is a cool alternative to Hogwarts legacy. 
you could buy indie games from queer creators instead of tossing money to JK Rowling. It's like, yo, I've never heard of any of these games. Okay. Uh, Monster Realm, Student Exchange Program, Tomorrow for Mar, uh, Making Friends. What what are these games? What, mobile? What What is that? I have no idea. Completely ridiculous nonsense. And, and look, look at this. Hogwarts Legacy is dominating Twitch right now. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, the, the forums are going to be a mess over on Steam. Steam is where you can buy video games, like PC video games. It's going to be crazy over there. I already know it. So here, here's, a, here's a paragraph that might kind of get you up to speed. J.K. Rowling's ownership of the Harry Potter IP has caused Legacy's launch to become a battlefield over whether or not trans people deserve human rights. So just because I think that you're not actually, I'm seeing the six foot four, Michael Phelps looking, Magic Johnson looking, Michael Jordan looking, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Rey Mysterio looking, male, I see you in front of my face, and because I don't think you're a woman, that means that you have no human rights. Maybe I got a pair of eyes and I'm not just delusional. I can see what I see in front of me, right? But anyway, and that's just one reason why a lot of people don't want to buy the game. Gaming website, critical, but spelled with a K and a Q for some reason, which curated the bundle, cites its issues with the transphobia of Harry Potter's author, the game's anti-Semitism, Oh, so they also say it's anti-Semitic, right? Hold on. They, they said they said the game is anti-Semitic because I think some of the trolls have big noses or something like that. Hold on. I, I'm going to find that part right quick, too. Y'all give me a second. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, anti-Semitism. That, that's, that's a new one. They're trying, to, they're trying to throw whatever they can at the wall and see what sticks. Oh, yeah, the, the goblins. Yeah. So ch- check it out. Y- y- you guys are going to laugh. So check it out. Are the goblins in blockbuster Harry Potter game Hogwarts Legacy anti-Semitic? So this is a goblin, and they're saying because you get the big nose or whatever that the the goblins are anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's like, yo, if you think that, that means you're the anti-Semite. If you think that this goblin is a caricature of a Jewish person, then you think Jews got the big noses and the big eyebrows and the ears and they look like goblins. That's you. That's a you problem. That's a projection problem. I mean, goblins typically look like that. How else should a goblin look? <laughs> How else should a goblin look? What you gonna make a make the goblin black? What is that? Is that a solution? Make them be more um inclusion. So paint the goblin black. Then it's no longer anti-Semitic. It's totally fine. So you can have a black goblin, that's cool, but one that might somebody might think is Jewish is a problem. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Let's go back to the article right quick. Hold on. So they're saying that the, the it's anti-Semitism in the game and casting. So I, I didn't know they were cast. I thought we were talking about a video game. We ain't talking about a movie, are we? I'm not really sure, but anyway. They're casting the money obsessed goblins commonly seen as a Jewish racial caricature as its villains and the right wing views of legacy's former lead designer. So that's, that's the main thing. So they're anti-Semitic because they have goblins that look like they could be Jews and they got money going on again. That's more just projection. You think not you guys, but whoever says that they're anti-Semitic thinks that uh, Jews, they they're just money grubbing and they got big nose. So 
you're you're ascribing your views about them to the goblins and thinking that it's anti-Semitic. When in reality, it's just a goblin. It's not really that big of a deal. You're reaching for a thing that doesn't really exist. But yeah, shout out to Hogwarts Legacy. I've not bought the game. I don't have a lot of time to game anymore. I used to be, you know, really into gaming, but my time is so limited. I can't really game like the way I want to. I could play some games sometimes, but I, I probably won't be able to play Hogwarts Legacy. But uh, yeah, uh, if you got the game, you were not a transphobe. You're not uh, racist or anything else. Although they want to call you that just because you got the game. Um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, if you're a trans person, hey, shout out to you. You know, whatever you do with your life, that's your business. But don't expect me to play along, all right? You look like Luther Vandross, and you want me to play along. I think you look like Kelly Rowland. I don't see Kelly Rowland. I see Luther. The first Luther, Beat Luther. No, that's that's the one, that, the 1984 Luther. I don't see Kelly Rowland. That's just the truth. I mean, why would I, why must I lie? Why do I have to lie because someone else is living a lie? Or, excuse me, they're living their truth. I want to say it right there because somebody's going to get offended. Oh, I am this. All right, all right, boss, whatever you say. But guess what? I'm going to just go over here and not even be worried about it. What are my thoughts on Bethany Hamilton? I have no idea who that is. I'm going to look her up right quick because I feel like I shouldn't know who that person is. Bethany Hamilton. It better not be nothing crazy. I'm going to look her up right quick. Hold on. Uh... Oh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to her. I, I think I saw her. Um, so Bethany Hamilton, this person uh, is a surfer. Yeah, 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 I saw this. And since we're on the topic of the, the whole trans experience, let's go ahead and just get to this right quick, just real quick. It was not on the, 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 the list, but this is a good story to cover right now. So... Um, this person is a surfer who refuses to compete against trans surfers as a woman. Okay, so like Bethany, obviously biological ex um, ex woman, does not want to compete against the XY male who identifies as a woman. So you see the headline. This concerns me as a professional athlete. Surfer Bethany Hamilton won't compete with trans women. One solution would be to have a separate division for trans women to compete. So they could have a fair opportunity to showcase their passion and talent. Correct. All the way correct. Why is it a bad thing to do? Or just have them compete against their biological gender. But they don't want to do that because they want to have the advantage. Rather do you ever see trans men compete against men? Because they exist. I feel like, you know, people that call J.K. Rowling trans exclusionary are exclusionary of trans men. They exist, so why can't they compete against the men? Okay, why can't the five foot one, one hundred and twenty five pound trans man compete against biological men? Why not? It's all, it's all the same, right? It's, 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 ain't no difference, right? Oh, okay, cool, cool. So you five foot one, one hundred and twenty five pound uh, trans man go in the NBA and compete against LeBron James? Go ahead. Or, matter of fact, a better comparison, six foot eight Brittany Griner, who could barely dunk. You're six foot eight and could barely dunk, but you want to compete against the men who are 5'10 and could do 360 windmills. Ja Morant ain't no taller than six foot. He's doing all type of acrobatic stuff in the sky like it's nothing. You're six foot eight Brittany Griner and can barely get over the rim with a dunk. Why? Because men and women are different. It doesn't matter how you identify. It doesn't matter how you see yourself. 
there's differences and it's okay. It's okay to be a male. It's okay to be a female. Identify as whatever you want, but when it comes down to it, when they discover your bones, we know what we're going to find. Anyway, um, I'm going to look at some of this article right quick. So I guess that's her right there. Oh, she has one arm. Okay. So suffered Bethany Hamilton will not compete against trans women in any event, she said, after the World Surf League revealed a new change to their rules. Okay, all the ads, I mean, good Lord. This concerns me as a professional athlete that has been competing in the World Surf League events for the past 15-plus years, she said in an Instagram video. I feel that I must speak up and stand for those in the position that may feel like they cannot say something about this. Right on. So that's her again right there. She has one arm. So let's play this video right quick, shall we? Hold on one second. Let's make sure that we play the right video. I'm trying to get this video here and not the other one that popped up. Okay. Let's do this. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. There we go. Here we go. I want to address the news that the World Surf League has officially made the rule that male-bodied individuals known as transgender athletes can officially compete in the women's division. The World Surf League says they are following the Olympic guidelines. While I address this issue, I want to be clear that I strive to have love for all of mankind, regardless of any differences. But this concerns me as a professional athlete that has been competing in the World Surf League events for the past 15 plus years and I feel that I must speak up and stand up for those in position that may feel that they cannot say something about this. I think many of the girls currently on tour are not in support with this new rule and they fear being ostracized if they speak up. So here I go. Questions I have that I want to consider with you. How is this rule playing out in other sports like swimming, running, MMA. Have any of the current surfers in the World Surf League been asked what their thoughts and opinions are on this new rule before it was passed or announced? Should there be a conversation with the 17 women and all of the men on tour prior to a rule change such as this? Is a hormone level an honest and accurate depiction that someone indeed is a male or female? No. Is it as simple as this? No. Who is pushing for this huge change? Does this better the sport of surfing? Is this better for the women in surfing? If so, how? How did whoever decided these hormone rules come to the conclusion that 12 months of testing testosterone make it a fair and legal switch? Why is the WSL's statement um, about trans women competing with, with women and yet there's no mention of converted women competing with men? I personally think that the best solution would be to create a different division so yeah. that all can have a fair opportunity to showcase showcase their passion and talent. And I think it's really hard to imagine the future of women's what the future of women's surfing will be like in 15 to 20 years down the road if we move forward um, allowing this major change. But we are seeing glimpses of male-bodied dominance in women's sports like running, swimming, yeah. and others. That's right. 
My hope is that if I ever have a daughter who is competing in surfing or any sport, and also for all the aspiring young generation of women, to have a bright and promising opportunity in her ambition to be the best of the best woman in her sport. I personally won't be competing in or supporting the World Surf League if this rule remains. Thanks. Well, I mean, that was pretty well said. Very, very well said, actually. I don't see how anybody can disagree with what was being said. Okay, hold on. So I'm seeing some comments right here. So here, here's one. I don't know who this is. Leanne Curran? I have no idea who that is. Um, their comment says, I think feminism, and the reason why I'm reading it is because they got a blue check, so it's not so kind of random, normally private person. But I think feminism and transphobia can't coexist. Your video was harmful. It comforts uninformed people, excluding, pointing, Excluding and pointing the finger at a minority. Oh, so they want to, they, they claiming the minority card. You see, you see where we're going? If you're trans or you're a minority. So here, here's the play behind that. Here's the play, right? You're a regular white male. And then one day you say, you know what? I'm going to be trans. So rather than being just this, this boogeyman, that's like, you know, to blame for everything. Now you become a minority. You see how that just works like that so quickly. But anyway, your video was harmful. It comforts uninformed people, excluding and pointing the finger at a minority with arguments that are rooted in misogyny. Misogyny? What? I'm so confused. Sad to once again see a wave of transphobia in the comments. Trans surfers belong and should thrive. Trans women are women and trans men are men. Sports are about respect, inclusion, equity, talent, inspiration and humanity i'm not sure they know what those words mean this person la current whatever they identify a space alien a human a, 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 i don't know what they identify as whatever lots of great info posted by some other kind of stuff right uh some other you know lgbtq element of p stuff but that's, that's what we're dealing with that's what we're dealing with <laughs> i mean I don't know, man. I feel like the things that I learned when I was in school about basic biology, things that you can't really refute. If a man who is fully healthy, woman fully healthy, come together and they engage in whatever they engage in, they produce a baby or they can produce a baby, right? Again, healthy, healthy baby. That is nature. That's how it works. Now, if you're born... XX and you with another XX that baby ain't a baby going to come about. You got to introduce some third party to come in and impregnate one or both. That's how it works. But XX can't, can't produce a baby by itself. It will never, ever, 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 ever happen. And that is the core function of men and women. The core difference is reproduction. There's more than that. Obviously you're talking about body type, Skeletal structure, muscle mass, density, upper body, lower body, pelvic region, um, emotional hormones, testosterone, estrogen, all of that is different. But the, the key, reproduction. Same thing with the men. You got two XY men coming together. There will not be a baby produced. They got to go out there and rent some woman to make her be a surrogate and have a child through her. They got to get a third party for the eggs, a, a fourth party. Well, 
a, a third party for the egg, a fourth party for the actual vessel and create life that way. Or one of these guys has to just impregnate a woman, which is funny. <laughs> you just, you kind of going around the elbow to get to, you, you're, you're going about it just in a roundabout way. You want to be with another male and impregnate a woman to have a baby with the male. Why not just have a baby with the woman and have that be that? But anyway, I digress. The, the point is that what she said here was totally 100% accurate. And of course, she's going to get a bunch of kickback from the LGBT activists. But what she said was accurate. So thank you to the person that gave me the recommendation to speak about her, uh, Bethany Hamilton. And you guys said it in the comments. She lost her arm from a shark attack. I think that's what happened with the, with, with the whole situation. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's going on with that. Hopefully, you know, she doesn't get too much uh, negative uh, kickback. She shouldn't. Not, not at all. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, speaking about unnatural things, different things, when are we going to say that the objects that were spotted over Canada and near Canada and Alaska or off the coast of Alaska and territorial waters, when are we going to say that those things are UFOs? What's it, what's it going to take for that to become a UFO? All right. They don't know. They're telling us that they don't know what it was. They don't know where it came from. They don't know how it got there, but it was flying at 40,000 feet and they shut it down. It was not one, but two more objects. So they shot down the one balloon off the coast of South Carolina by Myrtle Beach. They shot that down. Then there was another one spotted. Um, off the far northeast coast of Alaska by Prudhoe Bay, off in territorial waters. And they shot that down right there, but they were tracking it for like a day. Then another object was spotted over Yukon in Canada, and they shot that down too. And as a matter of fact, U.S. fighter jets went into Canada and shot it down over Canada. So... We could just go do that from the U.S. I guess that's a NORAD. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. But anyway, are these UFOs? Why are they not saying what it was? They were very quick to say what the Chinese spy balloon was. Oh, it's a spy balloon. That's what it was. But then when we ask them, hey, what was that that y'all shot down over Prudhoe Bay and then over Yukon? What was that? Uh, we don't know. It, well, was it a balloon? Was it the same thing? Oh, we don't know. Where did it come from? We don't know. But you know what exactly the thing was it came over into U.S. airspace at a much higher height. Now, granted, the the spy balloon that came over U.S. airspace and was shot down off of South Carolina was 200 foot tall. <laughs> so a, a 200 foot tall thing is much easier to identify and really know what's going on versus something that's way up in the Arctic Circle by Alaska and Canada that's the size of a small car. But... You saw that it was the size of a small car, and the one that was over Yukon, at least, you saw that it was at 40,000 feet, size of a small car, cylindrical in nature, and it was just floating there. It said, it said there was a balloon. I was just watching the press conference, and they said that they, they, they didn't want to say it was a balloon. But maybe you heard differently than me. I'm not really sure. I'm not trying to say that you're not saying the right thing. But um, what's going on? Are these from China? Is, are, these, are these from different countries? Is it China? Because my immediate thought is not necessarily UFO, although it could be. 
my thought process is this is China testing us. See what we're going to do. Okay, we shot down the first one when it was already done with the mission. So they might have been trying to see if we were going to shoot down more. It's like, okay, we're going to send some more and then see what they do. We're going to see where to shoot them down. How far can their ability to intercept certain things reach? How small can they, like, if it's very small, can they detect it? Can we send a very small spy craft at 44,000 or 40,000, whatever it was, would they be able to see it? Now, of course, they're going to be able to see. If they see a car in the sky or a thing that's the size of a small car in the sky, they're going to see it because you got to have space for air traffic control. So if you got a drone or something like that in civilian airspace where you got planes flying, it's going to be a problem. But the thing is, the, the weird thing is that they see these things all the time. They see drones and balloons and whatnot fairly regularly. And what they do is they just clear the airspace. They clear the airspace so planes can fly around it. They don't really shoot them down. That's what they say they do. But all of a sudden now we're shooting stuff down. Is it because we don't want to have another incident where it just floats into Montana and then the whole country sees it? Because that's what happened. Be clear here. The way that it happened was the object came into the country and we saw it. We, the people, saw it. A photographer took a picture of it and published it. Then it's like, hey, what's that in the sky? Now, everybody has their phones on a thousand percent zoom. They got the Samsung Galaxy S23BZ, and they're going like this up in the sky. Chick, chick, taking pictures, posting it on social media. That's not a thing that was possible in years past. It is right now. Technology keeps advancing and advancing. We can see in the sky and we can spot what that is. We can all take pictures of it, put it online. Now it's like, okay, what are we doing? Are we going to intercept that? Are we going to shoot that down? What's going on? It's weird. And also, as far as a second balloon or whatever that was that was shot down near Prudhoe Bay and off the coast of Alaska and territorial waters on the northeast coast, as far as that one, the, the lead was buried into that. I forget who it was. Was it Mark Asper? Whatever, whatever his name is. Let me make sure I'm um, saying the right thing. Um, who is the communications director? I forget who that is. Y'all know what I'm talking about though. Um, for the Pentagon, I think John Kirby was it John Kirby. I think it was John Kirby. Uh, let me make sure it was him. Yeah. John Kirby. I don't know where I got Mark Asper from anyway. John Kirby gave a press conference and then 11 minutes into it, a reporter asked him, hey, um, did you guys shoot something down over the coast of uh, Alaska by Prudhoe Bay, territorial waters? Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, it was um, another unidentified flying object. I mean, uh, 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 an object. Yeah, we, we shot it down with the F-22 or whatever. That's pretty important to know. We just, we just got done dealing with the whole balloon controversy that gripped the entire country for the better part of a week. Don't think it'd be a good thing to know that we shot down another balloon. <laughs> Isn't that pretty important to understand? It, it was weird. It, it was totally weird. So they shot that down and we had to ask them about it. Then we shot another one down off the coast. Well, off in, in, uh, in Canada over Yukon, not far from where the, the second one was shot down. We shot a third one down over there in Canadian territory. 
So and they and they don't want to say what it is. Why? What's the purpose? Either you know what it is or you don't know what it is. And if you know what it is, why aren't you telling this? Is it a UFO? We're talking about aliens. How many of these things have we seen before? You know, they did a um some kind of a expose type of thing on Fox about aliens recently. And I'm not sure if it was an expose. It was just kind of like they're just putting it out there like, yeah, we've seen some weird things. Um, and they, they've not really shared it to the public. I think now we're going to start to see a lot more of this kind of stuff just discussed openly. And it might be kind of a distraction, maybe to get everybody on one accord. I don't know what the purpose is. You guys let me know. Okay, I'm going to do a poll. And I'm, I'm serious. This is a serious poll, okay? Now, how do I want to phrase this question? Because I don't want it to be too ambiguous. Um, do you think at least one of the objects, do you think one of the objects could be a UFO, yes or no? Okay. Do you think one of the objects is a UFO? And you guys know what I mean. What I mean by that is it's not from planet Earth. You know, I almost said that I almost put the word UFO on my recent videos about this. But I knew that I would get flamed right away. Oh, ABL, it's a conspiracy. You believe in aliens? Well, technically, it is a UFO. But maybe not in the sense of it has aliens. It's a UFO in the literal sense, unidentified flying object. But I'm speaking about in the poll, do you think it's extraterrestrial? And you know what? That was my thought process immediately when the first balloon came out. UFO, right away. Instantly. Now, we have the debris, and it is clearly a balloon. We can see the photos of it. It's clearly a balloon. What about these other things that are going on and they don't want to say? And, and my question is, why won't they just come out and say it was a balloon? Why won't they come out and say that it was a drone? Why won't they come out and say, how can you know what the spy balloon was when it was in Pacific Ocean waters? How could you know what that was before it came to the shores of America? But when these new things come to the shores and you shoot it down, you don't know what it is and you don't know, you don't want to say, I find that suspicious. Now, I have a video from CNN, actually. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Um, shout out to Citizen Free Press for this one. I've not watched this video, so we're going to see it together. Um, the headline, well, their caption says, the object shut down above Alaska was an actual UFO. Quote, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at the altitude. So again, it's at 40,000 feet and it was just kind of floating and it's cylindrical. I think it might have been gray, silvery gray, cylindrical, floating at 40,000 feet. No, no propulsion system is just kind of chilling, hanging out there. And they're like, well, how is it doing that? What's going on? So let's go ahead and roll the clip, shall we? All right. No eardrum burst in for the sound. Interesting. This is kind of unusual that these pilots 
saw different things, and that is sort of, I guess, adding to the mystery of all this. Yeah, not even the pilots apparently were really able to identify what they saw. And just to take you back for a sec, on Thursday, the uh, the U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable uh, identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. So this has all added to the Pentagon's wariness of describing in more detail what this object actually is until they can get more information uh, through the debris that they are recovering right now. So, I mean, what's going on? What is What is happening? Now, if it's not extraterrestrial, what is it? That's the question, and nobody knows. Now, I put it on CNN because, you know, nobody could say, oh, that's just right-wing propaganda, all this and that. Nobody could say that. This is just, this is what they're talking about on their stations, on the left stations. They're talking about UFO or a thing that might be something that you've not seen before. So, what was it? What was it? The phone lines are not on right now. The phone lines will get to those when I when I open them in about an hour. So y'all, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as the phone lines are open, boss. But yeah, oh, and there was more. Thank you, Barn Rat. Barn Rat asked me, what about the bright neon beams of light seen off the waters of Hawaii from something up in the sky and it wasn't lightning? Yeah, so... I have that video as well. We bring it up right quick for you guys. But that's also something that was a little different. I don't know what's going on with that either. It's, a, it's just a bunch of questions I'm asking. I'm not making declarative statements saying that it was a UFO or it wasn't a UFO. I'm asking, why can't they tell us what it was? They know what the balloon was. They, they knew what it was. They shot it down, showed us the debris. They did all that. Blamed China. China said, it's ours. Bring it back. But on this one... Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody's saying it's ours. Nobody's saying bring it back. Why? That's all I'm asking is why. I think that's a good question to ask. I don't think that's really a bad question. I don't think that's a conspiratorial question. All right. So hold on. There's And we got, we got stuff breaking right now too. Hold on. So let me just uh, bring the lights up right quick. Well, let me find, let me find a better video. There we go. Okie dokie. So these are the lights that went across Hawaii. And this person, I'm not sure who this is, says scientists now believe the green laser lights that were recorded shooting down from the sky over Hawaii were not from the NASA Atlas satellite, but instead came from a Chinese atmospheric monitoring satellite that studies air pollution. Do you believe this for one second? I'm not sure. So let's check it out. Here are the green lights that came down over Hawaii. So what's going on with that? I don't know. And it's, it's kind of like a, they're playing again in slow motion. So I think, I think that was the actual event right there, the green lights. It was really quick. And then they started playing it again in slow motion. All right. And then they're showing like a still frame, I suppose. It was like, like a still frame. What are these green lights? I, I don't know. I have no, I, I got nothing for you. Y'all tell me. 
All right, and then. Oh no, that wasn't. That was it. So the DOD says it was an unidentified flying object, or that they confirmed it, but we already knew that. But they, they're not saying what it was. They're saying it's an unidentified flying object in a literal sense, meaning we can't say what it was. So yeah, Harp trying to put fear in people. Oh, that's about Harp. Thank you for that. Um, right now, people are saying the whole thing in Turkey was a Harp operation because okay, let's, let's look at Turkey right quick. We know about Turkey and Syria. Prayers out to them. A deadly earthquake, thousands killed, thousands more injured, like 100,000 or more injured, 100,000 or more homeless. It's it's really a big mess over there in Turkey and Syria. But um, there was a really crazy cloud in Turkey. People were making jokes about it because of how it looked. But, I mean, now this, hold on. So here's a cloud, right? I'm not making it up. This is a cloud that was spotted over Turkey just before the earthquake. Okay. And I guess the earthquake has killed 24,000 people so far in Turkey. Now that's the cloud. You see the scale of it, right? And this was in January. That's what it says. The cloud happened in January. We're now in February. Okay. Um, that's that. And then they said they heard explosions and there was lightning and all type of stuff. Let me see if I can find. Um, now, again, this, this, it's not a 10 full hat hour. I'm just giving you information and you can do what you do with it, whatever you want to do with it. Okay. I'm just showing you information that I have. Now, let's check it out right quick. Uh this caption says lightning was shooting through the sky at the same time that a 7.8 earth, 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey. Several hundred people feared dead. This is at the very beginning of it. So let's check it out. So I'm probably hearing the earthquake noises right now. That's probably what I'm hearing. Now, are we seeing lightning or is it um, electricity from the transformers blowing up? Lightning. Or it could be, it could be the transformers. It could be lightning, whatever it is. Power's out now. Now, that could have been a transformer because, you know, a little quick story time. I've seen it happen before. I've been next to an exploded transformer. Like, I'm talking about, like, right beside it. I'm going to tell you what happened. Um, So, I was just driving my car. I was, like, on E. I'm talking about my, my tank said I had three miles left. I'm like, okay, I got to get off the interstate right now. And I'm in Norfolk, Virginia. And I get off the interstate and I'm going to get some gas. And I'm at, a, I'm at a stoplight, and right next to me is a transformer. And for some reason, the transformer blew up. I'm talking about the biggest bright light you've ever seen in your life. And then another one down the street blew up, and then like a third one blew up right next to me. Now, thankfully, I'm in the car, windows rolled up. 
If I was outside walking, I'd have been toast. Toast. Because it was right here. I don't know how the car didn't get. Maybe you get it's rubber tires. I don't know what it was. I was in the truck. I was in at the time, I, I was in the forerunner at the time. When windows rolled up, big tires or whatever. But it was right there. And it's a very, very bright light. Very bright. Could have been that. But it might not have been that. I don't really know. So, again, I'm just showing you guys information, showing you guys videos, and that's pretty much what it was. All right. So that's so that's that. Terrorism overload, transformers in California during earthquakes every time. That's that's probably that's what I thought. You know, I wasn't really thinking about when I saw the video. I'm like, that's probably transformers making that really bright um, sky type of thing. And also, in a place like Turkey, there's probably not much um, light pollution. So if a transformer blows up, you're going to see it really bright in the sky because it's going to be pitch black without power that comes from those homes right there. It'd be pitch completely black. If you're living in the city, it's probably never really dark. It'd be nighttime, but not really dark. It'd be a lot of light because there's so much light pollution. But if you're in a third world country and the lights in your neighborhood go out, it's going to be completely pitch black. All right. But yeah, that's kind of what's going on. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I'm just showing you guys some things that are happening across the across the world, across the country. And speaking about um, things happening across the country, have you guys seen that crazy traffic stop that happened in Virginia? Now, this was a master class in what not to do. What not to do. I mean, hold on. Like, people talking about, oh, if you're black, you got to have to talk with your kids, all this and that, and the third. It's like, really? Is that called for? Or do we just have basic talks with each other? Like, hey, man, you know what? When you get pulled over, ain't no point in getting out the car. Stay in your car. Don't act a fool. And before I get into the, the, um, the, the video, I'm going to end this poll right here. And the poll um, is, do you think one of the objects is a UFO? And when I say UFO, I mean that in the, I guess you would say normie sense, not in a literal sense. Literally, a UFO means unidentified flying object. That's what it was. But what I'm asking the question, I mean, do you think it was alien in nature? Do you think it's extraterrestrial? So that was my question. You guys have been voting on it. And the results have been pretty much consistent from the beginning. Not much change. So I'm going to end it right here. So you guys think that it was not a UFO. 65% say it was not a UFO. 34% say it was a UFO. So that's a pretty interesting, but that's pretty much what I thought it would be right around that. A lot of you guys saying that it could have been. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see what exactly that was. I hope they tell us soon because they they, got to tell us. They said what the spy balloon was almost right away. We saw it in the air and it said, oh, it's a spy balloon from China. That's what they said. Although the spy balloon had components from the West because it had English writing on it. What are the odds you're going to find the so-called Chinese spy balloon with parts made in America? Make that make sense. China makes everything. There's no cell phones made in America. Uh, A lot of these chips for vehicles, that's not made in America. 
we don't even really make anything over here. We make very few things over here. So what are the odds that a balloon that comes from the manufacturing capital of the world in China would have components that came from America? That's crazy, but I digress. Even in things as simple as like a tool, like a, a, um, a drill, a hand drill, a basic drill, if it says made in America, it'll be like, okay, made in America with global components, meaning we got some of the parts from over there, but it was assembled right here in America. So what are the odds that a Chinese weather balloon would have American components in it? You see what I mean? But anyway, they said what it was right away. They said it was a spot balloon that came from China. But with this thing, they don't know what's going on. They don't know where it's at, blah, 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 blah. It's crazy. All right. But um, let's go ahead and get to the video of the 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 crazy traffic stop that shouldn't have been that serious. It's like, sir, it's a speeding ticket at best. You might get off with a warning. Let's go ahead and roll it. All right. No ear piercing the sound. Hey, man, you can stay in your car. You can stay in the car. So... As soon as the officer pulls up on him, as he's walking to, okay, he's pulled over. Officer, he's, the guy's walking to him. The guy gets out of the car right away. Officer said and had word, he, he hadn't said word one. He hadn't said a registration, license, nothing like that. He's just walking to the car and the guy gets out immediately. What are you doing? If I'm an officer and I see a guy do that, I'm thinking automatically it's going to be a problem. I need to get my hand on my gun right away. Because there's no point in you doing this. What's wrong? All right, man. You can have a seat. What? Have a seat. So I'm stopping you for going 50 miles an hour to 25. What are you talking about? So I need you I to think, sit down. I think, you're mess, I think you're messing with me. So, so no, I'm not. You, I'm not I, I think you're messing with me. I think you're messing with me. No, you need to sit down. No, no, have a seat. No, have a seat. You're, you're okay. Me. I'm not messing with you. Why, you need why to have are you seat. grabbing me? Why are you grabbing me? I, I, I want to talk to somebody. Okay, have a seat. Have a seat. Why are you grabbing me? Have a seat now. Why are you grabbing me? Have a seat. Have a seat. Or turn I haven't done anything. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I'll sit, sit, down, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Now it's going for the gun. Why? Why? Look, this is this is drugs or extreme anxiety or something. I mean, I'm going to think my first thought is drugs because even if you got warrants, even if you have a dead body in the car, which you didn't have a dead body in the car, like, they read, they read the charges. The charges were just because of this. There wasn't any charge for any kind of drugs, any kind of warrants. It was just this. So maybe the guy was on drugs, high, and just acting the fool. I don't see another reason to do something like this. Even if you do have drugs or guns in the car, there's no point in doing this because they're going to catch you. It's broad daylight. He has on the body camera. Okay, you're in Richmond. You're right in the city, right by VCU. They got their own police force. You're in Richmond. You got this red car. You hide as a firecracker. They're going to find you. It, it's just dumb. He's trying to grab my gun. He's trying to grab my gun. Get off my gun. Boom. Get off my gun. Hey, the officer acted so... He did perfect right there. Hit him with the little three-piece combo. Bop, bop, bop. No biscuit. Dry biscuit. Okay, you're going to need a whole gallon of water after that combo right there. After you ate them punches like that. That is perfect. And 
that's how you should handle it. Now, some people are going to say, well, you shouldn't put somebody in the face. Man, please, look, you're going for an officer's gun. You better be glad all you get is punched in the face. You know, because that, that could end your life right there. You can, you can mess around and die like that. Don't do that. Uh, again, what should happen is when you pull over, stay in your vehicle, wait to be approached by the officer. Officer says, life registration, okay, cool. Here you go, officer. You don't got to say a word. When I get pulled over, I don't say a word until I'm asked a question. If you ask me a question, I answer the question. If you don't, I stay quiet. Why am I talking? What are we talking about? I'm going to do my job. You do your job. It's going to be easy, quick, no problems. You go home. I go home. It's fine. If I get a ticket, that's fine. If I don't, even better. Even better. Get off my gun. Get off my gun. So then if he has a knee on his back, oh, it's George Floyd. He died. George Floyd. It's like this was totally avoidable, totally avoidable. And you know what? This ended the best way it could. The guy didn't really get hurt. The officer, same thing. They had minor injuries, probably like little cuts and scrapes. Little stuff, nothing major at all. This ended as well as it could end for both people involved. Now, the guy obviously is going to go to jail for doing this, but at least he didn't die or get seriously injured or shot, whatever it is. But when things go wrong, when they end poorly for the person on the other end of the officer or vice versa, when it ends poorly, 99.9999 times out of 100, what happens is the person who is being approached a traffic stop or a warrant or whatever it is, does something wrong. Even if the officer's in the wrong, the person did a thing wrong to spark the whole situation. Walter Scott, South Carolina. See, look, the officer was wrong for what he did. Not him right here was perfect. Walter Scott, the officer in that case was wrong. But if Walter does not get out of his vehicle, out of, out of the police vehicle with handcuffs on and try to run away, then the whole thing doesn't happen. Just what are you even doing? How, where are you going? Where are you going? You already handcuffed, you already been arrested. They didn't, he didn't already call his people back at the station to tell them that you in the car. Where are you going? Child support, just get locked up for that. Just, just go ahead and get locked up. I'm not saying you should get locked up for child support, that's a different story. But whatever you did, get locked up. And let's see another day. Now you didn't put your life on the line for no reason. The officer's gone. You gone too. But in this case right here, perfect. Hit him with a little three-piece combo. Got him arrested. Cuffed up real quick. Throw him in the penitentiary. And have that be that. Now hopefully he didn't get out anytime soon. Hopefully he stays in the, in the joint for a while. I mean, you got assault on the officer. Just an arrest. Disorderly conduct. Whatever they want to charge him with. Trying to grab the gun on camera. Simple. But like I said, if the officer had his knee on the on the, on the guy's back or his neck or whatever to restrain him, then that'd be somehow a problem. That'd be an issue. But it should not be an issue in this case because it's like, hey, 
I got to restrain this fool who got out of the car during a routine traffic stop. What did he be doing? This, this was the exact wrong way to go. And you know what? I hear this thing about the talk all the time. Oh, what, what, what Joe Biden say during the State of the Union address? Oh, well, you guys don't know what it's like to be a black parent having to talk with your kids. What talk? What talk? The talk is don't act a fool in public. You get pulled over, just stay in your car and do what they ask. Don't get out of your What are you doing? Stay in the car. If they ask you to get out the car, then go ahead and get out the car. But he didn't ask you all that. It's like, this, this, it's like what I say, if I'm being asked a question, I'll answer the question, but I'm not going to just sit there and be blabbermouthing. What am I talking for? What, what, am, I, what am I just going to be offering up a conversation for? It's not time for that. This ain't, this, this ain't ABL Live. I'm not going to be just sitting there talking, 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 talking your head off. I'm going to go ahead and just sit in my car, wait for commands, orders, demands, and follow them. And then I'm going to go home. It's so weird, though, because people talk about they get pulled all the time in their car. I don't understand that. I never understood the whole thing about constantly getting pulled over. There's a reason why you get pulled over so much. I drive all the time. I, I, be, I, I, drive, I drive all over the place. I drive in rental cars all over the country. Um, I'm always in Atlanta driving my big truck in, in downtown where you can't really park no truck like that. You can, but it's, 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 a, it's a challenge. Um, I don't get pulled over. Nashville, same thing. I'm all in Nashville. Never get pulled over. Um, I didn't been in Virginia with a rental car, Phoenix with a rental car, Miami with a rental car, different Different tag plates. I didn't have chargers, challengers, all of that, rental cars. I don't get pulled over. And the reason why I don't get pulled over is because I don't drive crazy. I don't do drugs at all. And I definitely would not have no weed in the car. That's the that's easy way to get pulled over. If you kind of driving a little bit fast, music loud, weed smoking, kind of reckless, hands on your phone, texting and driving, Easy way to get pulled over. But the best way to get pulled over, expired tag, something like that, or and speeding. But I don't do those things. I, again, I don't have every kind of car. I don't drove sports cars, big trucks, small little sedans, bright cars, dark cars, whatever. Never had a problem. I've not been pulled since I've been, I don't know how old, man. It's been years. I'm talking about in my 20s. I'll be 40 soon. I'll be 40 next year. And I've not been pulled since I've been in my early 20s. At least 15 to 20 years, I've not been pulled over. And I drive everywhere. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, yeah. It's just kind of weird. Every year trucking. Hey, am I to do that? Um, Driving while black. I've, I don't understand that whole concept. I never really got it. When I got pulled over, for, I got pulled for speeding one time. One time I got pulled for speeding when I was in high school. And I, I just started driving. I was like 17. And the officer, I'll never forget it. Because my first and only speeding ticket. Officer, black guy. And he pulled me over. I was going 45 and 35. Ticket tax stuff, right? He was like, hey, um... Do you know how fast you were going? I said, yeah, I was going. They were saying something to the effect of, oh, did you know how, what the speed limit was? You were going 45 and 30. Do you know what speed limit was? I was like, yeah, I knew what speed limit was. He was asking me 
if I knew what the speed limit was, so I can just lie and say, oh, no, man, I didn't know what the speed limit was. If I would have just said, no, I don't know, I probably would have got a warning. But since I said, yeah, he gave me a ticket. But I've not been pulled for speeding since. And I drive, I go fast, don't get it twisted. But I don't drive crazy. I don't drive crazy. And I got pulled, aside from speeding, when I was, I want to say, 26, 27. And I had, I had expired tags. That was all. I had, expi- had expired tags by like a month or two. Because I was broke at that point and I couldn't afford to put it on there. That was it. Aside from that, no problems. Nope. Yeah, speed traps. I mean, some of the things you could just understand. It's like if you're on a um if you're in an interstate, you already know what it is. Just go with the floor traffic. Don't be no speed demon out there trying to, you know, go hundred miles an hour. That's that's asking for it. Um in a city environment, don't go fast in the city. 25, 35, keep it around there. Again, flow of traffic. Don't, don't try to weave in out of traffic and passing people. That's the easy way to get pulled. I don't do stuff like that. But I'm not, I'm not a slow, I'm not a slow poke either. Really on the interstate, I pass a lot on the interstate. 75 south, 75 north, 81, um, 75 up to Virginia, 64 in Virginia. I'm going like 85, 90, usually. Never had a problem, ever. Never got pulled in an interstate ever, going 90 miles an hour, never. I fly right by an officer going 90, no problems. Yep. I, so I, I just don't, I don't really get the whole thing about people constantly getting pulled over. What are you doing in your car? Are you trying to do donuts on the interstate? Are, are you trying to drift? Are you, is, it, is this um, uh, uh, Vin Diesel family, Fast and Furious? What are we doing? But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. James Ellis says, I ran from the police one time. They were peed off and took a couple of shots on me with their fists. Yeah, they're going to do that because what are you doing for? Well, like, what? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna do that. I'm not saying they're right, but you see, you did something. You, you did a thing that started it. You ran from them. I'm not saying they're right, but you did something wrong to begin with. If you didn't run, then you wouldn't have got punched in the head. It's simple. <laughs> David Cowboy says, it's a driver's license, not a race car license. Yeah, it's a driver license, not a race car license. Correct. Yeah, exactly, John Wayne. If you're, if you're reckless driving. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't drive reckless. Um, shifting lanes crazy i don't do that i might go pretty fast but i'm not going to be driving reckless i'm gonna drive very very um i'm very aware of my surroundings i respect other drive i don't tailgate people all on your bumper and please if you're in an interstate or anywhere else don't tailgate a truck that's the worst thing you know they got they got those little things on the bottom of the truck those little those little rails or whatever they want to call it, those little bumper things bumper extensions <laughs> I don't know what to call them, but don't tailgate a truck. Don't tailgate anybody, but definitely not a truck. That's the easy way to get into an accident. I don't do stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we got more topics on deck that I want to get to. Um, let me come back to the regular screen. I forgot I was right there on that one. Um, let's talk about, um, hold on. Let's let's talk about Idris Elba. So Idris Elba 
did an interview recently with uh, Esquire UK. And he says that he doesn't want to be seen as a black actor anymore. Meaning he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into that box of just being a black actor. And he wants to be seen as just a great actor. And he doesn't want to be seen as the first black to do X, Y, and Z. Or the, the first, it's just like, yo, this is my first time doing this. I did a great job at this. That should be the main thing. I want to be seen for my skill and my craft rather than just being a quote unquote black actor. And I got a video for you guys from Morgan Freeman. This is a classic video. You probably have seen it before, but if you have not seen it before, we're going to watch it one more time. We're going to watch the entire one minute clip because this was about really black history month. And personally, before I played this, that, like I said, the context is about not wanting a black history month. Now I kind of agree to a certain extent. Um, I don't think that it's, I don't think you, I don't think you gotta have a black history month. I think you could just talk about anything dealing with black history all throughout the year, not just one month. Talk about it all the time. Now, if you want to engage in black history month, then that's no problem. I don't, see the need to attack it necessarily. Like, for example, if somebody's on Twitter talking about black history, black history, that I'm not going to attack them. It's like, okay, cool. You could talk about that all the time, not just one time, but all the time. So I won't attack them. But personally, I think this should be a thing that is just all about Americans, our history as a collective, as one. And there shouldn't be any other particular group history month. If there's a, a Jewish history month, an age in history month, Hispanic, whatever it is, no particular group should have their history month. I think really, you know, I propose this. Let's not have any particular group. Um, let's not give any group a month, no history month, no, um, LGBT, no pride month, none of that. What we should have is, um, an education month where we just learn things we should learn. How about that? How about things that we don't really learn in school or we should get brushed up on? An education month about all things, history, biology. You know, I feel like if you think that you can be born with a urethra and then that become something else, you may need to get educated. But anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and just play. Um, yeah, it could be American History Month or just American Education Month. But if it's about history, let it be American History Month. How about that? That'll work. Yeah, Algebra Month, Math Month, uh, Science Month. How about that? Let's go ahead and roll it. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm month Jewish. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Until Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman.
Very simple. Very simple. Perfect. The whole thing about the Black History Month and also about this whole idea of racism. It's like, hey, let's not focus on that. My name is Morgan Freeman. You are Mike Wallace. Let's talk about that. Let's let's interact on that level. Now, you can see me. You know how I look, but I don't have to be like black, 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 black. You can see who I am. I don't need to really stress that. So I think that's where my man um, was coming from. It just elbow. That's where he was coming from. It's like, you can see who I am. I'm clearly black. Married to a black woman who's also African like he is originally. Idris Elba, his parents came from West Africa. His dad came from Sierra Leone. Mom came from Ghana. And his wife is of Somali descent, but she was raised in Canada. So two um, first-generation Africans, basically. Um, well, first-generation UK, Canada, but from Africa originally. African immigrants. They're clearly black. So why must I emphasize that at all? But anyway, let me get to um, an article I had right quick. Matter of fact, no, I'm going I'm to I'm pull up the article, but I'm going to pull up what he said as a response. Because, of course, when you say a thing like that, when you say that you don't want to be seen as necessarily uh, just a black actor, puts you in the box, you're going to get criticized. Okay, here's here's an article. You see what the headline, Idris Elba stopped calling himself a black actor um, after it, quote, put me in the box. I don't want to be the first black. I'm the first Idris. And this, I, I showed how this article and the video I did, it was kind of like, it had some lie. It had one big lie in it. Um, Hold on. Let me see if I can find this right here. So he told Esquire UK, that he had stopped calling himself a black actor after it became a constrictive label in his career. So it was preventing him from being able to kind of branch out and do other things. Like, like I said in my video about it, it's just like Jim Carrey. If you guys are my age, you know who Jim Carrey is. Or any other actor that does like comedic acting or did comedic acting. Jim Carrey, he started on In Living Color, a mostly black uh, comedy type show like an SNL. Started there, and then he started to do movies where he would be the slapstick comedian, um, family guy, Peter Griffin, kind of doofus, that type of character. Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, great movies, though, but all similar roles. Then he did the Truman Show. It was much more serious. Rather than a comedy, he did something that was more drama. So then he was able to kind of ascend beyond just doing the funny movies, okay? Adam Sandler, same way. You want to be able to get out of your box to have more range and not be constricted into one thing. You want to be able to rise above all that and be totally great. Um, Now, Idris Elba began his career, as far as I know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I know him from The Wire first. He was Stringer Bell in The Wire back in like, what was that, late? It was like early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. He was Stringer Bell in The Wire. And um, he went on to do other things. He does Luther over there in UK. I've seen him in Marvel movies. He's done a little bit of everything. He was in Prometheus. I think he was in Prometheus or Alien, one of those. He has a wide range of films that he's been in. Rather than just being the dope boy from, not really a dope boy, but rather than being the drug dealer guy from The Wire in, in the mostly black show, you're able to do everything. 
If you want to get into a black movie, okay. You want to get into a Marvel action hero movie, okay. You want to get into a comedy, okay. You want to do commercials. You want to host events. You want to be doing X, Y, and Z. You could be a DJ. You could start rapping. Whatever you want. Rather than just saying I'm a black actor, I'm an actor. I'm a talent. I'm an entertainer. I have no boundaries or any restrictions. It's very simple. But anyway... But he says, of course, I'm a member of the black community. You say a prominent one. But when I go to America, I'm a prominent member of the British community. And UK, oh, UK's in the house. We spent half the time not talking about the differences, but the similarities between us, the entire planet would have a shift in the way we do with each other. Simple. Very, very simple. That's the way that it should be all day long. But people are going to be offended, of course. Now, let me go back to this right here. He says, there isn't a soul on this earth that can that can question whether I consider myself a black man or not. Being a quote-unquote actor is a profession, like being an architect. They are not defined by race. However, if you define your work by your race, that is your prerogative. And... I don't see anything you say here that was a lie. That's right on accurate, 100% accurate. All day long. Right? But of course, people are going to be mad. They're upset. Talking about, oh, you said there's no racism, all this and that. Um, I'm going to read some of these, but I don't want to put the name out there because I don't want nobody to harass them. One person says, he was distancing himself from black Americans. Quote, blackness. Has he ever told an American publication he doesn't want to be seen as a British or Nigerian actor? What? That's not the same thing as black. It's like, yo, I am an American. Everybody knows that. Wherever I go in the world, I'm an American. The whole black thing is very constricting. If you see him in the movie, you know he's a British actor. Like, that's not the same thing, but your nationality and your race. But he also did not say that he wants to be seen as a British actor. Because if that was the case, all he would do is Luther and things over there in UK. You know, if you're a British actor, you are definitely not defined by being British. Because a lot of times you do stuff with an American accent or whatever it is. When when uh, Idris Elba was in The Wire, he had a, like a New York accent, kind of. It wasn't no British accent going on. It was a New York accent, an, an American accent. So he wasn't defined as a British actor back then when he was seen more as a black actor. So that was just wrong. All right, let me find some more here. Um, somebody says, you only became popular as you are because of black Americans. But instead of using your platform to speak up for us, you promote acceptance of the status quo. I am disgusted with you. Then again, black Americans have historically been the only group with backbone. Huh? What are you talking about? See, that that kind of thinking doesn't even make any sense. It's just kind of silly, really. He is a black person, but he doesn't have to be pigeonholed by the term black actor. Okay, you, you could just you could be more than that. You could definitely be more than that. All right. Now, here here's a good one. Here, here's a here's a really good one. I'm allegedly a man. Father, husband, doctor, thinker, musician, Britain, Christian. I'm supposed to define everything I am, think, and say 
and do through the arbitrary proportion of melanin in my skin, apparently, not me. Shout out to you, sir. That was fantastic. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm all these things, but I got to be all these things through the lens of being black or whatever my skin is. That's whack. Why can't I just be all those things and have that be what defines me? You can see how I look and that's fine, but I'm not defined by that. I'm defined by my character and who I am. That's the way it should be. So shout out to shout, shout out to Idris. Shout out to everybody that understands where he's coming from. And thank you guys as well for being a great audience. Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I appreciate y'all for joining as always. Do I have more I wanted to get to? Um, Fetterman, I suppose, but John Fetterman, we all know what's going on with Fetterman. I'll speak on him briefly, then I'll move on to the to the Super Chats and whatnot. But John Fetterman, this guy was in the um, hospital for two days. So he started to feel dizzy when he was in D.C. I think, say the union address right around that time, he started to feel dizzy. And they took him to the hospital for, I guess, precautionary measures. What they say, out of abundance of caution. So he's in the hospital for a while and he is undergoing tests because they're thinking he could have had a stroke or a minor stroke, a TIA, they call it a little mini stroke because we know last year he had a stroke. He, he had a stroke, he stroked out. Um, and he has permanent damage now. Matter of fact, I think somebody from his campaign said that the campaign may have Damaged him permanently. Let me see if I can find an article right quick. Uh, Fetterman campaign. Damaged. Let me see if I can find him. All right. All right. So here it is. This is on freebeacon.com. Oh, excuse me. My voice cracking. Quote, serious mental health challenges. Unquote. Fetterman suffered permanent damage from charging ahead with campaign after near fatal stroke, Democrat struggles to handle tasks associated with being a senator. Now, here's what happened. I think it was May and of 2022, he has a stroke. And a few days later, like not even a week later, he wins the primary in Pennsylvania for the Democrat senator. He wins the primary in Pennsylvania. Three months later, he goes back to the campaign trail almost three months to the day. Like it was forced upon him. The stroke might've been on May 12th or the 13th. He was back on the campaign trail, August 12th. So literally three months to the day, he's back out on the trail. That tells me this was something that was forced upon him. Okay. You got three months to rest, sir. But after that, you back out there on the campaign trail. I know you had a stroke. You almost died and you can't really hear anybody. They said that when he hears you talk, it's like the peanuts teeters. Womp, womp, womp. It sounds like that when you talk. That's why when he was um, on a debate stage with Dr. Oz, they would ask him questions. He had to read what they said above them on closed captioning in real time because he could not hear them. He cannot hear voices. It's literally like womp, 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 womp. It's like that. And when he speaks, he's often saying the wrong words. Because he had a stroke, he had a brain injury. It's not right that he's out there. He should not be out there. Uh, literally had a brain injury. And then that's something else, though. It's like, okay, 
How do you have this guy that had a literal brain injury on the campaign trail still win? How? I mean, that's crazy, but whatever. I, I mean, Dr. Eyes wasn't a great candidate, but good grief. He wasn't brain damaged. Anyway, so this article says Fetterman privately acknowledges he may have suffered permanent damage from his near-fatal stroke last year and struggles with rudimentary task expected of a senator, according to a new report. According to the New York Times, Fetterman faces serious mental health challenges stemming from the stroke. He was already struggling with the transition before he was rushed to Washington, D.C. hospital this week after feeling lightheaded. Fetterman, who has been in office for a month, has been at Washington University Hospital since Wednesday undergoing tests. He got released, I think, yesterday. So this was probably written yesterday or Thursday, but he was released, I think, yesterday, maybe in the evening. The Times report paints a stark contrast with how the Fetterman camp has publicly discussed his recovery. In his first pro-stroke interview July, Fetterman insisted he was on the path to a full recovery and was 100% able to run fully. I think not. We all knew that, though. When he said, when, when they gave him a clean bill of health, we knew that wasn't right. We knew it wasn't right because he couldn't even speak. He couldn't even hear you talk. He could not communicate. So we knew that it wasn't going to get any better. We knew that. As time progresses and he gets older and it's just not going to get any better. His campaign released a note from his personal doctor. Remember that? Uh, a, a, a shameful person. Also, his camp, also a campaign donor that said Fetterman should have no work restrictions and can work full duty in public office. So the doctor is also a campaign donor. That's interesting. So there's no conflict of interest right there. So he's a campaign donor. That says, yo, okay, clean bill of health. Go back, go back out there, man. I'm trying to get a return on my investment. Go back out there right now. He probably was a guy to say it three months because he wants to get his return. Like, okay, I gave you some money. You're going to get in office and you're going to do X, Y, and Z favors for me while you're in office. So we can't have you be out here just acting like you can't run anymore. I know you got a brain injury. I know you need rest. But I need my kickbacks, okay? I done gave you six figures or whatever it was. I need my kickback. I need my favor done. So go back out there and run. Clean bill of health. I'm your doctor. Don't question me. Um, but Fetterman and his aides now acknowledge that those concerns were well-founded and that Fetterman returned too quickly to work. Fetterman privately acknowledges that he may have suffered permanent damage by failing to take the recommended amount of rest during the campaign. Now, what you should do to recover from this is do as little as possible. Fetterman chief of staff, Adam Gentleson told a newspaper. He said that Fetterman was instead forced to do as much as possible. He had to get back to the campaign trail. It's hard to claw that back. Crazy. But we all knew that we all knew that. And we said at the time, we said back then, what did we say? It's cruel. It's not right that you get this guy out here who can't even speak or hear you speak on a campaign trail. Same thing with Joe Biden. You got this guy who pretty much has two feet in out there as a president on a campaign trail. It was crazy. Same thing with Hillary Clinton. And one thing I want to say, um, can we elect a person that's not 70 years old or older? I mean, do we not have anybody that's younger than that? I mean, okay, Trump, great president, love Trump. But I mean, come on, like these people, 
walkers and canes. It's like, come on, man. Let's get a little bit of youthful energy. The age floor, the minimum age is 35 to be the president. But we're getting double 35. We're getting 70, 80, 85. Stop. Please stop. We're getting Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is as old as dirt itself. What I don't want to see is one of these guys croak in office. I don't want to see it. Please knock on wood. I don't want to see it. Okay. But yeah, John Fetterman should not have been out there on the campaign trail. He should not be in office right now as Senator. We all knew that. It's no surprise there. Um, so hold on. I'm gonna read a little bit more. This is only a little bit left. So they're saying Fetterman's health scare this week has convinced him and staff that he needs to come up with a better plan to take care of his physical and emotional well-being. So is he facing, is he crying and stuff in there? That's not good. Before that, people close to him have worried that his level of activity is detrimental to his overall health. Fetterman has struggled with the most rudimentary tasks affected of a senator. The duties that are taxing Fetterman include attending committee hearings and White House events meeting with constituents and making appearances back home in Pennsylvania. That's your job. What else do you, all, all you do as a Senator is just vote. Like your, your actual duty as a Senator is to vote like your actual, but beyond that, you got to be out there just, you know, meeting with constituents, having meetings, going to events. That's part of your job. Speaking engagements, fundraising. Yeah. It's what you do. So if you can't even, if you're struggling with that right now, one month in, you're not going to make the full six years of your term, but we all knew that. So his biggest struggle has been in processing sound during conversations. Fetterman told the times that when it's built to the process sound is at its worst voices sound to him like the teacher in peanuts, whose voice is unintelligible to Charlie Brown and other students. It's like that. That's what he hears. That is your Pennsylvania Senator from the Democratic Party, John Fetterman, can't even hear what you're talking about. You, you say, hey, Fetterman, I'm going to get a picture. All he hears, wah, 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 it's all he hears. He don't know what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happening. Somebody says, how is Paul Pelosi doing? Very good question. He was at the State of the Union address as well. I guess he's okay. Uh, I, I don't know. That whole thing was crazy with David DePap the, and the police story. The, the thing that kind of the thing that made that story become kind of a conspiracy type of situation is how the police reported it. They didn't really say what actually happened. First, it was, um, it said somebody came to the door, but it didn't want to say who it was. Like, it didn't just say what happened. That Paul and David came to the door at the same time. There was a struggle over the hammer. The hammer gets taken by David. And he strikes him with it. That was a story. Why they talk about, oh, it was a third party and all kind of just weird stuff that didn't happen. They, they did not say that they came to, came to the door at the same time together. They didn't say that. They just gave the wrong story. And that's why there was so much confusion about what happened. But anyway, now we got the video and that all cleared up. Um, but there's more we can get to here. Um, I got to Idris, Fetterman, Oh, the IRS, I spoke on that last time, but I'll speak about it again briefly. So the federales want your tip money. So they're trying to come up with this program. And in the program, what they're going to do is 
they're going to, how can I say, they're, they're going to find what the average is in your particular area, your zip code, area code, probably zip code. They're going to find what the average is of tips at restaurants through a variety of means, technology, self-reporting, volunteer reporting, whatever. And they're going to see what the average server should report in tips or the restaurant should report in tips per hour. And if you or the restaurant are not reporting the correct amount of tips, according to the, like, let's say the tip reporting should be X number but you or the restaurant are at 50% of that number, not anywhere close to that number, they're going to say, hey, what's going on? We got three restaurants. They all have this number, and you are nice establishment. It's pretty busy, but you're not reporting anywhere near the average. So now you got to audit. They say, they say they're not going to, it won't be an auditing tool, but how else are you going to get to the bottom of a question you have about money if you're the IRS without an audit, you're going to do an audit. That's what's going to happen. And it's crazy because they, they kind of got you coming and going. I said it before. They kind of set this whole thing up because now they got the FinTech apps like your, your Cash App, Zelle, PayPal, whatever. As I said in the previous video, you can tip in a variety of ways at a restaurant. And mind you, I'm a restaurant guy. I used to work at a restaurant back in the day when I was in high school and college, five years, age 17 to 21, 22, right around that time. Uh, I washed dishes and I prepped chicken. I did everything. I did everything back at the house. I was that kind of guy. But the waitresses, they were, they were cool with me. We were always taught. And they told me about how much money they get, how they get their tips, how they report, all of that. You know, they, they were complaining about getting stiff by a table or – they, they got a really good table and they're happy. I know, I know the whole game about restaurants and tips and everything else. But anyway, and how they report or don't report. But you, you can get tips probably about three different ways you can get tips. The first way you get tips is if you bring a check out, bring a ticket out, and you fill out a ticket with a tip on it, and you add it and get the total, you sign it. What happens is that amount gets added onto the ticket, and the tip goes to either the server usually, or to the whole restaurant, but probably the server. It goes to the server on their check. And what happens is that money gets taxed like a regular check would get taxed. So if a bunch of guys and girls do that, all that tip money that goes on those tickets goes onto her actual check, her paycheck. And her paycheck is going to be kind of low from her wages because she makes like two, two bucks an hour. They don't really get paid that much hourly because they get so much in tips. So they get the low-wage money plus the tip money all taxed. But rather than doing that, I will give cash because you can't tax that right away at least unless you report it, which a lot of them don't report it. Or I can give you money through Cash App. I've done that before. So if I don't have any cash on me, but I don't want your cash to be taxed, I'll give you a tip on Cash App because in theory, they can't really tax that because it's a gift. It's not a tip necessarily in cash in the restaurant that they might have to report. And they probably don't report that. If I give you a tip on the check, that's going to be taxed because I put it into that system. So it'll come to you in the check and they tax the check. But if you get cash app, they can't really tax that. However, now they're starting to monitor the FinTech apps like cash app, PayPal and whatnot. So if you're in the restaurant working at eight o'clock to 
12, whenever they close or whatever. And the IRS sees a bunch of random one-off transactions for $10, $5, $20, $50, all one-offs, not in your contact list. They can see all that. And they're like, hey, what's going on with that? Because the way it is right now, when the the fintech apps report to the IRS, it's your job to tell the IRS what's a gift and what's taxable income. If I give you 20 bucks just for just because for no reason, that's not taxable. If your meemaw gives you 20 bucks in the birthday card, that's not taxable. That's not called income. That's a gift. You can tax some gifts, but you're dealing with bigger money, not 20 bucks from one person. That's not how it works. And not for just a gift. But if I give you money on Cash App for a service render, for an item, for anything specific like that, that's considered taxable income. And you got to be able to differentiate that between that and that to the IRS. For me, I already do that because I already know what it is. Like if I got any money from, let's say, from a sponsor or something like that, from a, um, from a, um affiliate, I might have gotten paid through uh, FinTech, but I already know I got to claim that because they're going to see it anyway. And they already filed a 1099 on me from the place where I got the money. So ain't no point in me trying to hide it. But some of the little one-off stuff, I wasn't going to claim that. Now you got to be able to be more aware. That's all they're going to do. They're using the FinTech apps. They're using the the system, the, the, the reporting system in the restaurants to drain your money dry as a waitress, a waiter, or whatever you are. But they say they're going to tax the rich. No, they're going to tax you. Regular people, they're going to tax you, not the rich, because they're already taxing the rich. They can't tax the rich anymore. They pump up from their well, but the well's going dry. They they made, they made Elon pay $11 billion in taxes. They're not going to get any more from Elon Musk. They're not hiring the IRS agents for them. They're hiring them for you. Don't you see? So they can tax and spend and waste more of your money. And for real, for real, we already in so much debt. It doesn't matter how much they tax. They can't get out of the debt. But they want to be able to extract more cash from you to excuse more spending on useless crap for their friends and constituents back at the crib, but not for you, the actual taxpaying citizen. That's all. Middle class getting hammered again, of course, always. Always, never anything less. Yeah, Tiffany, yeah. If you can, the moral of the story, if you can, tip in cash, always. And that's the only reason I keep cash on me at all is to tip the wait staff. That's the only reason. If it's not for that, I would not tip in cash. Or, I, I, pardon me, I, I would not keep cash. The only reason I have cash is for those things, to tip people, that valet parking, uh, wait staff, servers, whatever it is, it's, it's for them. Not for... Anything else. I'm not trying to pay anything else in cash. I'm trying to pay on the credit card because I get points. That's a, def- that's a different story anyway. And also, I don't want to have uh, cash on me because I don't want to lose my wallet or have it get stolen that I'm responsible. But that's a different story. Yeah, tipping. I mean, tip like tipping is one of those things. Sometimes people say they don't want to do it, but it's, it's part of our culture. It's some things we do culturally that aren't necessarily the, the case other places. Tipping is a, is, a, is a cultural thing that we do. It just is what it is. I have no problem tipping. 
especially in places I go a lot because I even tip on carryout orders because they're going to see me a lot. They know my name. They know who I am. I go on the spot. They already know who I am. They know what I'm getting. They know, okay, his order came through. Make sure it's right. They already know because I've been on the other side of that. I've been on the other side. When you're dealing with the same people over, you get regulars, you treat them well. That's just how it goes. So I carry that throughout. So nobody can never say, oh, ABO, stiff me. He just I always treat everybody right. I look out for everybody. Man of my word. That's just how it goes. Yep. Um, hold on. Green Spring says, ABL, please tell me what my zip code has to do with whether I can save money with my health insurance. Is it because I'm a living, living Democrat area? Um, I'm not sure how that really works. Be honest with you. I don't really know how that really works with the, um, with your insurance. That's a whole different thing. Um, I know about auto insurance, you know, that could be a thing as far as, uh, your zip code, because your zip code, it can be more prone to accidents. It could be, um, more populated. So there's more chance of cars coming your direction. I don't know about health insurance though, but auto insurance, I understand that. Like if you're living in a big city, you're going to pay much more for insurance than you would outside in the more rural area, if I'm not mistaken. Also the kind of car you drive, your age, how old you are, all that matters. We're talking about insurance as far as auto insurance, but your um, health insurance, I really don't know. All right. Yeah, but I always tip though. I always tip. Um, if I had bad service, I probably won't go there no more. But I'm gonna always tip though. I might, I might tip a whole lot. I might give you a, a crazy tip. If I got bad service, I'm, I'm gonna give you a crazy. If I got really, really bad service, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna try to buck on the entire bill, let alone tip. I'm trying not to pay anything. If I got really bad service, but if I got decent service, I'll give you a tip. Great. If, if I was served greatly, I'm gonna give you an amazing tip. That's just how it is. All right. Uh, Divine Order says, great stream ABL watching from the bushes in Chicago. Shalom, shalom, Shabbat shalom, all that good stuff. All right. So, all right. That's all I got for the topics. Then we're going to get to the super chats and then the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Give me a little while. I'm going to get to the calls. Super chats first, make sure I'm on the right page here and everything's all good to go. Y'all, y'all hang on one second for me, please. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video. Oh, one more thing I got to show before we get to the actual uh, super chats. Your man, Zelensky, what's going on with Zelensky, huh? What's going on with your man? Like, do you see this guy? The caption says, Zelensky smashes world record of how many times one can sniff in a press conference. Largest donor of military equipment to Ukraine, and we said that we would match or exceed that amount, almost two and a half conversations, which is why we've provided it on, but also those long range. bring to anything good. Thank you. Thank you. Phase of the battle, uh, and that's a very productive conversation that, that we're having today as well. Good. What's going on with your man Zelensky? Is he okay? All that sniffing and whatnot. Hey, I'm not going to say what I think he's doing because I know how YouTube is, but y'all know I can't stop you guys from saying whatever you think that he's doing. So y'all let me know what's going on. But uh, Super Chats, as y'all discuss what he's doing with his nose, 
<laughs> okay, playing with your nose. It's like, all right, sir, stop, stop doing that. Thank you to uh, D James EW who says, good evening, ABL in the chat. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you to 127 Chill who says, long time fan. You're my first official super chat. Thank you for that. I appreciate you for you uh, super chatting me first. Thank you to Marie Stark for your uh, get up, get out, or get up donation. Thank you to Tu Vang who says, let's go Chiefs. Right on. Shout out to the Chiefs. Thank you to Buck versus Windshield who says, I have to say, trans will probably boost the NBA games. But chromosomes determine sex. That's it. Correct. XX or XY. Simple as that. Thank you to Tisha Jizzle who says, Mr. Logan, you have to see the video of the trans man who was on the YouTubes crying because he's having problems getting preggers. Not his. A surrogate. Him. So a biological male is crying about not being able to get pregnant. <laughs> it's like, sir, you can say that you are a woman all you want to. You can express that. You can think that. But ultimately, you don't have the equipment to be able to produce a pregnancy. It's not going to happen. You can produce a pregnancy in somebody in a woman if you still got your twigging berries. But if you don't have that, you're pretty much out back. <laughs> you're pretty much out of luck, sir. Thank you to Jeff Jones, who says, it's being reported that a third unidentified object was shot down over North America. Correct. Thank you to Ocean Away 007, who says, love you, ABL, but don't be distracted by them. It's a false flag. CIA and Project Blue Beam distracting us from stuff. No aliens. It's all to distract. Thank you to L Boogie, who says the objects violating U.S. airspace borders in Canada are coming from state actor PRC. Go back a few years ago when China was launching hypersonic missile vehicles, rise to balloons. There you go. Thank you to Alien Spaceship, who says shout out to Georgia Peach's family that's watching the show overseas and in the Olympics and the Army. She says hi to everyone. Shout out to Georgia Peach. Thank you to Jacob Two Eight Guy, says whoop with the donation. Thank you to No White Guilt, who says, there are a lot of strange things going on in the skies, ABL. A lot of strange things, for sure. Thank you to Jeff Jones, who says, the report I was referring to counted the balloon as an unidentified object, although it was clearly identified. The headline read, third unidentified object shot down over North America. My mistake. Thank you for that. Thank you to Mr. Squeaky, who says, they got paid inflated minimum wage now, so I don't tip as much now. Well, I I'm with you. But you guys are fantastic. Let's get to the calls. Y'all know what it is. 434-658-1220. It's also an email for Skype in the description box. If it doesn't work properly, then it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. Don't blame me. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Is there anything going on right now in uh, Montana? What's happening? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I've not heard about anything going on in Montana. Yeah, I saw I saw that one. None of your business. There's a video of a white male on, on YouTube, pardon me, of a biological male crying because he can't breastfeed. Yeah, I've seen that one. Eight five nine, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, I'm back again. What's up? It's me with her. It's all good, man. What's happening? I hear a little bit of echo, but hey, it is what it is. I got you, boss. Uh by the way, I was gonna ask. All right, man. Um, I'm, my, the one question is, like, all this stuff about Donald Trump, like, I like him better as president compared to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, in comparison, other countries are, like, treated like we're wussies. Because the whole thing, the whole, the, the whole identify 
things in the sky coming from fucking China, federal language. But it's like if 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 Donald Trump was on the power, you know, dang right, it would have been, been one been one tweet that would have stopped it. Trump said, "Get your trash." He would tweet China, "Get your trash out of our sky, or else." And you know, dang right, Trump was one of those guys, put up or shut up kind of people. He wouldn't tolerate this crap. That's right. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Because every time that, you know, Ukraine or Russia or some dictatorship tries to start shit with us. Sorry, 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 sorry. You can't, you can't cut, sir. Sorry about that. But yeah, every time that some dictator some, from, some, from, some foreign country would try to start anything with us, Trump was at their butt saying, yeah, you won't do that. <laughs> he, he's, he's, Basically, he won't put up with their crap. And now we got Joe Biden, who doesn't, who doesn't even stick up for himself or stick up for our country. This is ridiculous. Right on, man. I'm with you. It's ridiculous. Even Obama wouldn't put up with half of the stuff that Joe Biden's letting, letting happen. You know? You got a really good point. And, you know, they're bringing... Yeah, Exactly. I mean, every it's like it, it's what's going on with this administration. You know, I, I don't like the idea of going to war, going to the Middle East, all, all because of these false flags and stuff like that. That's why I didn't like about the Bush administration. That's why I didn't like about the Obama administration. But at least Trump didn't put up with other countries or other dictators, uh, dictators, uh, and say, you know, if you want to keep on running your mouth, we do have nukes. And guess what? Believe it or not. Under Trump, there was less war, there was more peace, and no countries tried try to try to do this stuff to us. But now Joe Biden is just letting it happen. Like, really, we're like pushovers in comparison, you know? Absolutely. And it's, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, somebody has to step in and at least tell China, uh, you, need, you need to get your stuff out of our, our, our airspace right now or else. And they're going to keep on walking all over us. I know it. It's going, to be, it's going to keep on getting worse and worse and worse, especially with the whole Ukraine, uh, Ukraine and Russia. This stuff wouldn't be happening under Trump, and I know it, because they would at least have some form of, of, some form of uh, peace, uh, peace agreement with each other. Ever since that Biden came in the office, we've been having more issues with war, violence, death, ever since he, he came in. Israel and Palestine started like bombing the crap out of us, bombing, bombing each other as soon as he got in the office. Because, you know, because, oh, he's a pushover. He's not going to do anything. I, knew, I, know, I know dang right. If it was Trump, he says, I'm going to put sanctions under both of you guys if you won't stop. <laughs> you know, love, 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 uh, love Trump or hate Trump, at least he got the job done with foreign affairs. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy. I'm not like, why is it like somebody like uh, Kamala Harris or somebody in uh, Joe Biden's staff at least talk to him or at least convince him these are dictators. These these are people who <clears throat> these are dictators. These are people who don't negotiate. They only understand one language, brute force, and that's the only way you can get through these people. I mean, these are killers. <laughs> Right on, man. Well, but, you know, no, we're, you know, 
Hello? I said, right on, man. Well, th thank you for your call. I, 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 got a few, I got a few more calls on the line. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Right on, man. I'll see you later, bro. All right, now. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to my man for the call. Definitely appreciate him. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. You guys are the best. Couldn't do it without you. 860, you don't lie. I'm going to speak it to Hey, BL, it's uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. What's happening? Well, uh, first of all, I want to touch off on education. And uh, you know how they're using critical racist training to uh, create, uh, bring back racism because, you know, the Democrats can't live without it. Of course. So my, I'm 62. I'm about the same age your father, bless his heart. Uh, but uh, we used to make fun of, you know, if you look at the movies from my era, you know, like the Blues Brothers, we had Nazis back then, but we made fun of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, and instead of teaching black and white, you know, I'm thinking of that uh, comedian that was in the paint chip aisle at the home improvement store trying to find out what his actual color is. And it was uh, chocolate passion in the end, which <laughs> great guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, I was looking at you and I'm thinking, Man, that's the perfect glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, or uh, Pikachu Yellow, or whatever. Just make fun of it. Who cares? My God, quit taking yourself so serious. And these people that, oh, oh, how can you say what a woman is? Oh, or, or what defines a woman? Okay, well, what stops a vehicle? Do you know that? And if they say brakes, wait a minute, are you a mechanical engineer? Right, right, right. How do you know that brakes stop the vehicle? Because it's what is known as common knowledge. This is what we teach little kids. So we don't have to have, you know, these conversations as young adults or adults. You follow me? Absolutely. Oh, thank you. I thought I was going crazy. There for <laughs> no, a while. I'm with you. But, uh, and uh, about uh, about these educators and uh, black students, I I read a fantastic quote the other day, and I burned it into my memory. When a flower fails to bloom, you don't change the flower; you change the environment. And uh, makes sense to me. And, Anyway, I'm going to leave you with that, brother. God bless. Uh, God bless Tariq, uh, our favorite retired Chicago cop, and all the regular callers. God bless America. Take care. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. All righty. Les, what's going on? Uh, hey, ABL, how are you? It's all good about yourself. Good, good. Thank you for asking. Uh, good show. I actually missed uh, most of it. Um, but good thing I watched some of your, um, your videos that you uploaded today and yesterday. So I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the topics. <laughs> but I didn't want to disappoint. I still called in. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to go ahead and just make a so the comment on the whole Zelensky thing. Oh, Mr. Zelensky. So we go from, again, AVL, let's just do the quick rundown and the refreshment. Uh, we go from uh, war. We go from 
uh, we need more money, war, we need more money, war, makes a book, comes out on magazines, wins these Nobel Prizes, but there's still a war. And now we see him having some type of uh, malfunction there with his nose. I'll tell you what I think it is, and I'm going to keep it very general rated for everybody. Um, I think uh, Hunter Biden really hooked him up. <laughs> hey, that makes a lot of sense to me because he's been to Ukraine before. He was on the board of Burisma Holdings, so probably already knows him. He's a good connection, <laughs> so it makes sense to me. Oh, my goodness. That was so funny when I saw that. I was like, he's either that or he's, he's coming out with the sniffles. But I'm going to go with the first option I threw out there. <laughs> um, that and then, of course, you know, I have to go ahead and comment about that whole ordeal with um, the individual. That was the perfect prime example of what not to do when you get pulled over by a police officer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> it, Abi, I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate to this. When we get pulled over by law enforcement, um, personally, I I can speak on my um, on my behalf right now is that you stay in your car and you pretty much have your hands visible, right? And you just you know you address the officer accordingly. You answer his questions, you know whatever he asks for. You give him what he's asking for, and then that's it. You know, maybe in this kind of a situation, if the individual didn't already have you know arrest warrants and things of that nature. It could have just been an easy, you know, hey, uh, slow down or just a ticket, you know, like this individual really did the most. How can I put it? The most dumbest, because I have to keep it very, uh, <laughs> very general for the Patriots here, the little ones. Um, very dumb. Like who who would ever think about doing something like that, ABL? But then yet again, we see it time and time again where individuals don't want to cooperate with law enforcement. And then this is then where what stirs up the emotions, um, not only amongst Antifa, but if it's a, you know, a black individual, a black male, then you start stirring up, you know, these feelings with BLM. It's kind of like, it's so common sense. Can you just comply? If you would comply, you would be here today. And in this in, uh, gentleman's uh, situation, again, it would have probably just been a ticket. But now it's like uh, what he's he's uh, facing um, assault charges and, and whatnot, ABL to a law enforcement. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it could have been something really simple. But now it's, it's all this assault and disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, unnecessary. It's insane. It's so unnecessary, like you said. But I mean, oh my God, I, I don't think I don't think common sense is common anymore. No, I don't think so. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, I wanted to this whole um, IRS thing with the tips. You know what, ABL? What What did Biden say when he took oath uh, for office? He said that he was not going to tax more the, you know, the regular Joes, the little guys, which is us, right? And here we go again. They they always run that rhetoric that they're going to take care of the corporations first. But then that's the thing. People that don't know how this works, and you have explained this in your previous videos, ABL, that, yeah, they, they might, you know, ask them and tax them all this much. But at the end of the day, who gets, you know, the the horrible end of the stick we do because they pass all those expenses down to the consumers so now we're seeing this really with with tips and it's ridiculous abo like i don't know where how, how else to put it anymore again democrats don't 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 keep their word 
They lie about everything. They get into office. People vote them. But in this case, we all know, I'm sorry, the 2020 election was stolen. Um, they get into office and then they do the total opposite that they promised the, the American people that they were not going to do. And here you are. Biden is over here letting IRS know, hey, go after the little guys. Go after the waitresses and people who, who get tips. It is it is it's, it's not right, ABL. But what 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 better? What what more worse can we expect in reality from the Democrats? I mean, I don't I don't think we I don't even think we're shocked anymore, to be honest with you. Right. Not at all. We, we pretty much expect what goes on nowadays. <laughs> right. All right, Evie, I just want to go ahead and call in and say that. I just wanted to also let everybody know, um, ADL, that um, just to keep our law enforcement, of course, in our prayers, because, you know, they go out and they have this, this um, you know, very stressful career, very stressful job. And, uh, you know, they're only trying to come home to their family at the end of their night, too. They're regular people just like us. So shout out to all our law enforcement and our military, because at the end of the day, they go out there and they keep us safe. And uh, again, ABL, amazing show. God bless you. God bless the chat. Little Patriots want to say good night. One second. <laughs> good night, y'all. All right, ABL. You have a wonderful day. We'll see you Wednesday. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All right. A great call. And you guys are great for being here. 775, if you don't mind, who am I speaking to? 775, hello. All right, 775 had cold feet, I suppose. Not sure what happened. Let's go to 912, you don't mind, who am I speaking to? What's up, ABL? It's your favorite content creator that's underground. Joel Davis Media Network, man. How you doing, brother? Everything's all good, man. What's going on? Nothing, man. Uh, just glad to um, be able to be back in the up and up. Been sick, but your boy back on the content grind, like always, and everything. Just waiting for you to hit a million so we can celebrate for you. There we go. <laughs> uh, I didn't call for that one. I know you uh, called to talk about some of the issues that's going on. First things first, the ad on the Idris Elba. Um, situation. I'm glad that Eldris uh, Elba just uh, talked about race being not a factor in his craft because I think that a lot of the Holly woke, they want to make it seem like all these actors are good because of race or try to put race involved in everything and he's right. It's like being an architect. You know, you don't you're not going to pick an architect because of what race they are. You going to pick an architect or a carpenter for their ability to build things and their skill. Right, exactly. That That's the main thing. It's like, what about your skill? What about your talent? That that should be first and foremost. Of course. And I and, and, and you know what sad is, is that America has went away from that. We went away from what. You know, even though we know Martin Luther King had a lot of communist values, but he did say a lot of things that was important when it came to content of your character. Because without a, the content of your character, how can I know if you are who you say you are? You know what I'm saying? I and mean, going by just your race is not, to me, a qualifying factor. Sorry, you know? Exactly. being real about it. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, the situation about the CRT and 
I don't know if you uh, heard about the report about the 23 schools in Baltimore that is actually failing. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear about that report? You say, you say they're failing. Yes, they cannot do basic math. I mean, yeah, like I've I've known about that in Baltimore for a while. I did a video about a particular school called Augusta Fell Savage where. It was a boy who had a 0.1.3 GPA, and he was ranked middle of the class. So out of 120 kids in his graduating class, he was ranked 60 with a 0.13 GPA. So if that's going on, you know, like, the entire school. Matter of fact, here's something else. I saw their graduation because it was an online graduation of the high school, and the valedictorian valedictorian was struggling to read. The valedictorian – I'm like, it's, it's kind of like, it's almost hopeless, but it, you, you can change it around because people think, oh, it's a hood school, it's hood schools, they can't fix it. I came from hood schools too, and we know how to read very well. You know, I know how to read very well. It's just a matter of, do you have the right educators? Do you have the right policies? Do you have things that are going to help these kids go forward? Or do you have a place where nobody really cares? Exactly. And that's why that parent, that, that we, reason why I brought this up, this black parent is suing the school system. <laughs> He's basically saying, listen, we got 23 schools that cannot do the right thing, and y'all worrying about CRT and all this other yeah. stuff. But still, this is what's contributing to black-on-black violence and everything. And I think this guy was a Democrat at one point, but I don't think he's liberal now because he's not talking liberal. And, uh, there's another story that I didn't know if you heard on your radar, which I was going to cover tonight about the young girl whose family is also suing uh, the school about cyberbullying because her parents told the, the this is in New Jersey about these three girls beat her up, um, and it was a, a white girl that never done anything. They just didn't like her personality. They beat her up and they cyberbullied the video all over the place, and the girl wound up um, deleting herself. And so now. The uh, parent is also doing a counter suit on that, which I hope that their father wins because it's sad that it took that for them to charge the girls. Now they want to charge the girls and try to do damage control. Wow, that's that's crazy. That that's totally crazy. Yeah, and, I mean this is how our society is. ABL, this is what me and you report on, man. Me, and you, black conservative perspective on uh, Jericho. This is what we do, and and uh, don't forget Brandon, um, uh, Officer Tatum. I mean, this is what we report on, man. It's so much going on in so in the social world right now that it's it's just, it's disgusting. And I'm gonna say this one thing, and then I do my normal promo and get off here. Uh, I want to say also too about the man that was yes, he's a man. I'm not gonna call him no transgender. I hope that don't get you dinged on uh, ABL. That's just my feeling. This man crying that he cannot breastfeed a child. This is a testament of where our mental health has gotten to in America. This is how poor our mental health has gotten. And no one's caring. Because that's a mental health issue, bro. You get what I'm saying? If you're crying as a biological male that you can't breastfeed or do something that a biological woman can do, that's, that's a mental issue, bro. Yes. That you can't tell me that's not mental. That is not a mental issue. That is very bad mental health. And this is what happens when people start playing with mental health. And that's what these Wokians are doing right now. They're playing with mental health, and they are causing a lot of people, man, to really harm themselves with that kind of behavior. And 
I know people think that's funny, but on reality, man, that that that's sad. I mean, all jokes aside, this is sad because this person really needs help, but somebody has told them that it's okay to be crazy like this. Yeah, it, it, I, I agree with you, hundred percent. And that, that's just what it is. But uh, anyway, man, uh, I just want to do my quick promo. I will be streaming right after your show because I always give you that senior respect. You know what I mean? Because you are the the uh, OG of this whole uh, political and crime reporting game. So anybody want to uh, check us out tonight, it'll be 11 o'clock, Joe Davis Media Network. You're more than welcome to come through, and, uh, you know, we'll even have open panel as well tonight, too. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, man, I appreciate you, too, man. Hopefully, when you're not so busy, we can link up, ABL, because you're like the busiest man in the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, brother. I know. All right, shout out to my man, Joe Davis Media Network. Again, Joe Davis Media Network, great call. Let's get to some more calls here. And let's go 504, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man. What's going on? Um. So what do you think the... UFOs were not that they're alien or not, but what do you think they could be? I mean, I have no idea, really. I, I I don't know. Like, I mean, my first instinct was that it's more stuff from China and they're just trying to test what we're going to do to see if we're going to shoot it down. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the plan was to shoot that down, the first one that we shot down. I think we just happened to, like, we the people saw it and then it became a problem. So then they had to shoot it to save face. I think that's what happened. And then China sent more because we, we, we usually don't use, you won't, won't shoot them down normally. So they sent more mm-hmm. to see if we were going to shoot them down and where, and what we can do as far as our range and where we're going to go and whatnot, or it's a real UFO. Uh-huh. And we don't know what it is. Right. And you know, on my channel, um, as you know, the alien spaceship channel that I talk about various things with the UFO sightings, and there has been recent UFO sightings all over the United States. And I think that it probably is something coming from China. Now there's a, I'm in a, uh, in like the, uh, I'm in a inside, but it's kind of uh, windy outside. That's why there's some noise in the background. But so basically I think that it could be something from China and that's probably the most likely situation, but it could be a UFO from an extraterrestrial as possible because they've been having that happen a lot lately. And uh, also, uh, a town like Tabasco and them are watching uh, another stream and they're saying that Montana shut down their airspace and there's something that was shot down just now. Um, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff like that floating across my timeline, but I've not seen anything confirmed. But I have seen that about Montana, but I don't know too much about it. Okay. All right. Yeah, because as I said, because, uh, you know, there is a football game. Well, not a football game that Americans play. I'm thinking as a British person because my dad's from England. A, a soccer game was going on in um, South America, or Mexico, rather. And there is a UFO flying around, and there's a couple of different things going on. So, as I said, I think we need more information to see what's going to go on. But that's what I think about the UFO, that it could be, it's likely from China, but it could be something from space, possibly. And another thing I want to talk about is I'm glad that, you know, uh, you brought awareness to the vaccine and my sister in Australia did because, 
it's uh, there's a percentage of the population that it really did that stuff to. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's pretty obvious at this point. And I knew that it could happen from the beginning because it's a brand new thing. You can't really mm-hmm. test it in a serious way to see any kind of long-term effects. So I knew that this could be the case. And here we are, unfortunately. Right. And now my sister's Nana died and she's kind of sad. So I want to say a, a shout out to her. And she provided a lot of good information about the, the vaccines in Australia. All right. Well, well yeah, and, shout, shout um, out to her. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, before I go, uh, thank you for reading my super chat about Georgia peach and her mom's watching and shout out to her. And, uh, Thanks to the chat that is praying for her. And uh, thank you, AVL, for taking my call and everything you do. Goodbye. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you. All right. Great call from my man. Uh, what's my man? Uh, uh, um, Alien Spaceship. Spaceship. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Spaceship. Uh, Alien Spaceship Vlogs. But um, there was a particular area. You spoke about Montana. So the FAA issued a notice barring flights from a 50 by 50 nautical mile area around Harvard, Montana, near the Canadian border, and classifying the area as national defense airspace. And then, let me see if I can read more. NORAD said they detected an anomaly on the radar in Montana and sent fighter aircraft to investigate. Those aircraft did not identify any object to correlate to the radar hits. But then there's more. So, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Congressman just confirmed on Fox that he was briefed that an object was confirmed to be over Montana and that the reason for reopening of the airspace is because it cannot effectively take it down in the dark. So this is like, I guess, number four. So recounting, the first one that we shot down recently was near South Carolina and territorial water by Myrtle beach, I suppose. Then it was another one off the Northeast coast of Alaska by Prudhoe Bay, also in territorial water, probably in the ice. And then there was another one that we shot down over Yukon, Canada. And the fourth one is over Montana. And we don't really know what that is or what it is or what's going on. All right, Tyler, what's going on? Hey, Anthony. What's happening? Hey, uh, Hey, big ups on uh, bringing to light uh, with Zelensky on the Colombian Bam Bam, apparently. <laughs> now I see what uh, him and Hunter's connection is, besides just oil and all that, you know, and yeah. energy. Yeah, they, 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 got, they, got, they got something in common for sure. <laughs> right. I think I think Hunter likes his a little bit harder, but, but anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, uh, I was going to ask you uh, – What's your opinion if you had any latest news on uh, on Canada on Canada's balloon Trudeau's balloon? I I mean I don't know what's going on. Um, they don't want to say what it was. They matter of fact, I think I saw something where they said they know what it was, but they don't but they don't, they don't want to say what it was. So that's weird. It's like okay, we know what the balloon was, and they said what it was, but they know what this is, and they don't want to say what it was. It's it's all fishy to me. I don't know what's going on. Could be a UFO, could be something else, some kind of top secret thing. I I can't really call it at this point. Yeah, it's just par for the course, man. It just goes on and on. I see. But uh, 
it's fun going through this crazy ride with you, ABL, and uh, keep up the good work, man. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate you. All right. Love the show, man. I know. Been going on, I think. Are you up at five years at this point? Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely. I started in 2015, so we're almost we're, we're going to eight. I remember when you were in the gaming channel. Oh, yeah. That was like 17, 18, right around then. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's been some years, but yeah, it's a fun ride, man. Absolutely. All right, ABL. Stay up, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, now. All right. All right. Shout out to the call from Tyler. Yeah, man. Been doing this since 2015. I remember like it was yesterday. There's a whole story behind that. I might put that out one day if I feel comfortable. But basically, I was putting videos out in 2015 kind of like randomly. Then I decided one day there was one thing that made me decide to do it seriously. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do this. You know what I mean? I had a whole plan. But um, I was going to be a firefighter. Then I was going to do my graphic design thing. Then I was going to be a YouTuber. And I already knew that if I'm a firefighter, they're not going to trip about me being conservative because firefighting guys police they're conservative anyway so they're not really going to trip it won't be a good it won't be a bad thing i won't be on camera in my uniform i had the whole thing planned out i had no idea that i would blow up like this i had no clue i i was just going to continue to be doing graphic design web design and also be a firefighter so i can get my pension 20 years i was going to be just a normie land that was my goal and nothing, nothing wrong with that but my youtube just took off i had no idea it would do this that was in 2015, right around November, December, when I took it seriously. And here we are, 2023. You know, it's definitely been a wild ride, for sure. All right. 773, you know, I'm speaking to. ABL, it's your uh, retired Chicago police officer friend. How are you? Everything's all right about yourself. Good. Uh, of course, I want to talk about that traffic stop. But first, I wanted to say about the UFO thing. You know, Right away, when you don't know the answer or it's unexplainable, right away, people want to turn to, you know, aliens and ghosts and everything else. <laughs> and usually there's a logical explanation that we just don't know the answer to, even though maybe somebody in society does know. Later on, it, com- it, it, it comes to light. And it, you say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, uh, I'll give one example. I saw a program about ghosts and whatnot. And in Ireland, there was a pub that was built, you know, 200 years ago out of rock. And there were voices in the pub, voices from the past that were saying things about the past. And just like you can capture your voice on a tape recorder on a thin magnetic tape, they realized, they did test and realized the rock was magnetic and that the voices that had been in the those the pub all those years, they were able to project their their voice onto the rocks itself, and the rocks at a certain time with vibrations and whatnot would give off this canopic, you know, this uh, cacophony of of voices. So it's explainable. It's not ghosts. It's not UFOs. I mean, that could have been a spy plane. It could have been our spy plane. It could be something new. It's just not explainable right now. And I don't right away jump to the conclusion that it's aliens or supernatural. Now, to my point that I really wanted to make about the traffic stop, if, you, if you've if you been the police for more than, you know, six months or a year, every policeman has an incident that like that. Somebody jumps out of their car and is at 100 right away. This is why when police make simple traffic stops, we're on guard. You have to be 
aware. And sometimes, you know, the police might seem mean. They might seem, you know, like, what, what are we fussing about? Well, what we're fussing about is I'm going to see what your demeanor is for this simple traffic stop that I'm making. And remember, I've said it before, it's always a deadly situation or potential for a deadly situation because there's a weapon involved, my weapon. That guy might have came out. He might have been big, one sucker punch, and I am now unconscious on the ground, and my weapon is there for you to take and shoot me and do whatever you want to do. That doesn't happen every day, but it does happen, and you have to be weary about it. And one other thing, this, you know, when the police stop a car, 95% of the time, it could be Mother Teresa. I don't know. I'm stopping a red Toyota for going through a stop sign or a blue or, or a blue Chevy. I don't. I can't even see who's in that car. So when I make the stop, I'm as surprised as you are, if not more. When I step up, I don't know who it is: a female, a male, black, white, Chinese. I don't know until I step up to the car. I'm not stopping you because you're black, red, yellow, or Chinese. I'm stopping you because a red Toyota went through a stop sign. It's as simple as that. I mean, sometimes there's that racial profiling, but for the most part, it's not. Also, a few years back, we were required to make out these little blue cards. Uh, All police were made to do it, which said what your race was or what your perceived race was and a few other questions. And given to the, uh, I remember like Northwestern University did a study. I don't work for Northwestern University, but I'll tell you this. It may look like I'm stopping a bunch of black people. Why? Because I work in a black neighborhood. If you work in the Korean area of the, of the city, you're stopping a lot more Koreans driving. So it's, it's really not a, uh, an accurate account of who is being stopped when they say more blacks are being stopped by the police and here's the proof. Well, here's the thing. The police are more present in more dangerous areas and in an urban setting, the dangerous areas are black. That's, you know, unfortunately, and we could talk about, you know, the reason black areas are dangerous economically and no money and everything else, but they are, they need our police presence there. So yes, you're going to have more policemen, in an area that's more dangerous than in an area that's not as dangerous. So all that you take in this data and then they skew it the way they want you to to view it. So it's not an accurate account in in my thing. And one last thing, if I may, ABL, you know, after all those years on the streets, you know, in a big city, being the police, you know, people, just want to learn how to make money so they can have things to have a life. You want to be able to afford housing. You want to be able to afford food. You want to be able to, you know, uh, afford the things that give you a, a nice life. And if you, you know, school is supposed to teach you how to get a job to make money, but if you don't have the right schooling and you don't have, uh, you know, it, if you're in an environment, the, the streets are going to teach you how to make money. So you're going to learn how to make money off the streets, deal drugs, start a business, a small business, become a garage mechanic, 
unfortunately, in these areas that are, you know, crime ridden, they're teaching and they're learning how to make money. So the thing is, at one time, 40 years ago, you learned how to make money how? You went and worked in the coal mines and made money. You weren't, went and worked in the steel mills to make money and provide for your family. You learned to be a butcher. You learned to, you know, you learned all these different different trades to make money so you can have things and, and do all that. But when 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 big corporations have, you know, uh, doled out their work in other countries because it's more of a global society. Well, I still have to make money. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the money to start a business, but here's a way they learn how to scam. They learn how to sell drugs. They learn this and they learn that. And we need to get back to realizing that people need to live and make money. And how are we going to teach them to do that? You need to do that. Otherwise they're going to learn on the streets. And that's why as a policeman, and you're right, most policemen are conservative. That's why, in my opinion, I would never take away welfare from the ghettos. And I'll tell you why. Because as soon as the money stops, the crime would go through the roof. Because people have to eat, and they don't know how to do it. And the simplest way that comes to mind is, I'm going to bop you over the head, and I'm going to take what you have. I'm, I'm out of ideas. And that's the only idea I have, is to steal it from you. So you have to try to guide people into how to make money, not just go to school because they don't learn how to make money in school. They learn how to, you know, you're supposed to learn how to make money in school, but really you're just learning different subjects. And, and you know what? In certain cities, you're learning poorly and you're not going to know how to make money that way. So you have to teach people how to make a living. And that's what we'll do. There's always going to be a, se a segment of society that is, you know, violent and, you know, misanthropes. But let's not make it all the people. And so there, there's my uh, there's my two cents there, uh, ABL. And uh, I'll talk to you another time. Thanks for getting to my call. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. That was very good. He... <laughs> Was pretty much getting everything just straight on down. Very good call. All right, let's go to. All right, y'all give me a second. The phone lines are blowing up. 216 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going? This is Don from Cleveland. All right, man, what's going on? All right, all good. Uh, what's going on, ABL? <laughs> hey, um, I had a quick question for you. Alrighty. You ever heard of, uh, well, okay, so the Chinese uh, balloon, the, the UFO thing, right? Uh -huh. You ever heard of, I'm sure, I'm sure you watched uh, Independence Day before, right? Yeah. With Will Smith and all that, with the, you know, they're trying to take down the, uh, the UFO or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that was based on a, a true event, right? No, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, Look up uh, 1942, Los Angeles, Battle of Los Angeles. The um, the government was actually trying to shoot it down, and um, they was unsuccessful. A lot of things uh, went down that day as far as the uh, with the media and everything, and um, you know everything across seas, and everybody thought that you know they had we had something that you know they didn't have and everything, but yeah, they tried to shoot one down, fired almost 1,500 rounds, man. Wow! All the bullets fell back. 
all the bullets fell back down to earth. Yeah, still to the day they still try to deny it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that because I never heard it before. No, okay. Well, yeah, um, yeah, check that out. You might like that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I had no idea. That's, that's something different. Now, what if we've updated technology since then and we've been able to figure out how to take these things down? You know, maybe that could be going on. Maybe things like that happen and we don't know about it. We never get told about it. 801, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up? Yo, it's, it's all good, man. What's going on? Hey, so, all right. So, I'm not really a, you know, alien kind of guy, but um, I remember talking to my brother the other day, and he was telling me about this thing called Hollow Earth. You ever heard of that? Yes, I have. Hollow Earth. And um, and I was wondering, I was like, I, I did a little bit of research about that. And I noticed that um, the whole theory behind ho- Hollow Earth is, uh, you know, it's, it's um, hollow at the top part of the, you know, the Earth. And I noticed that these unidentified objects are flying from the top part of the Earth, if you, you know what I mean? So... I mean, it could be a theory. You know, I just want to throw that out there. Um, but I just thought it was interesting how, you know, Admiral Byrd, who flew over, um, I think it's Antarctica that's at the top, and, um, or is it Antarctica? One of them. Uh, I, I just thought it was interesting how he flew over, and then he, he wrote his whole account in a journal, and then the moment he um, his journal got leaked, I think it was his son that leaked his journal. Um, his son got murdered like a day later. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. Um, the Admiral Bird, I think I'm looking at it in the chat. And so, you know, if anybody has the time to look at that theory, the whole Hollow Earth, um, that could be, you know, could be the people from Hollow Earth coming out, finally coming out to to reveal themselves. I don't know, but I just thought, you know, that was pretty interesting how um, shooting down all these unidentified uh, objects all of a sudden. Um, also, another thing, um, I wanted to talk about that that dude that was voted in Pennsylvania. Man. And this is, this is what I'm talking about because I called last time and I was like, dude, I swear, this is what happens when you got a bunch of NPCs in San Francisco. I think we were talking about San Francisco, uh, the whole, you know, um, What's his name? They got clobbered over the head with the hammer. But this is the same thing, you know, with Pennsylvania and the the guy that, you know, what's his name, Fetterman or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 it's common, man. It's like the, the sad reality is these Democrat-run cities, like that's all it is—just a bunch of NPCs just uh, voting. You know, it's a perfect example. You got the president, you got the Fetterman guy. Like they literally just throw some dude out there, and and, and I kind of picture like like this. This is so freaking hilarious that it's, it's something that you would see in like a a comedy skit. But it's it's sad because it's happening in real life. Like they literally just threw someone out there that half brain dead, and he won the election. But you know, I, I got my own speculation on how he won. He, he didn't win legit. But uh, it's just sad, man. I think I think uh, a lot of it's because you got these NPCs in these Democrat-ran states, and and they got they got it all planned out, man. From from the time you go to school when you're a little kid, you get brainwashed to the time you go to college, and that's all it is. It's just a bunch of brainwashed people voting for whatever's thrown out there, and you know, in front of them, and they just vote Democrat. And this is the uh, result. Now you have some guy that that's literally dying. You know what I mean, in front of America, in front of the world, and all because that's all they know how to vote. That's the only thing that they they get brainwashed into, growing into these cities. But uh, hey, man, keep up the good work, everybody. Uh, after this, you know, YouTube Hollow Earth, or check out that other guy's channel that was trying to promote his channel, or whatever. Uh, you know. I just thought it was pretty interesting, man. And uh, take care of you. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. I read it. Very interesting. Like a lot of good calls tonight. A lot of good information. Absolutely. Let's go to. All right. I think eight five nine already called earlier. It's only one call per night, boss. One call per night. Let's go to nine one eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Oh, it's baby Scotchman from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, not a lot, man. Well, I missed the first part of your show tonight, but I'm, I've caught on caught on all the callers and didn't really want to say anything. But I noticed for the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of talk about traffic stops. You know, things you should do and things you shouldn't do to avoid conflict and you know, I, I had a story that I've been holding back that I just wanted to tell real quick uh, where I was in a similar situation like that at one point. Back in 2007, when I was driving a taxi, you know, late night graveyard shift in a pretty good sized town you know, up in Missouri, you know, I dealt with all the bar business. You know, that was my bread and butter. You know, 1.30 in the morning to like 3, 4 in the morning. You know, that was, those were money-making nights. So anyway, I pick up my first guy for the night, a regular Camard, regular Bart, and um, I'm driving him home, and I see a cop behind me, and I'm like, what the heck is this? What did I do? And he pulled me over, and he's like, you didn't make a complete stop back there, that four-way flashing red light. And I was like, yes, I did. You know, you have to make a complete stop, but then... To your right, when you're heading eastbound, there's a building there that blocks your entire view to the south. And the only way to get past it safely is to kind of creep up a little bit and make sure there's no one 
barreling down the road, you know, that's going to run a red light. So that's what I always do there. And he pulled me over and he started writing me a ticket. I'm like, and of course I wasn't happy. I'm like, wait a second. You're actually going to write me a ticket for that? I'm not here trying to make a living. I'm keeping the drunk people off the street. You know, I don't agree with this. And then he kind of didn't really snap at me. He's like, sir, I'm not here to argue. If you want to argue about it, take it to the judge. And I'm like, okay, I will. So I took the ticket, signed it. And of course, the rest of the night, I was pretty agitated about it because it was like a $110 ticket. And hell, that's a lot of money for a cab driver, you know. So I'm like, well, what do I do about it? How do I get this solved? He's like, call the number on the back. I'm like, okay. So on Monday, I called the number, talked to a lady. I said, I want to plead not guilty. She's like, you can do that. But first, you have to go to your hearing in front of the judge and let him lay out the charges. And then you can say if you're guilty or not guilty. And then he'll determine, you know, if you get a court date after that or not. I'm like, okay. And I had to do all this at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning after I've been out there driving all night long for like 10, 12 hours, you know. So, but I go up to the judge and he asked me, and I said, not guilty. And he kind of looked at me with a little bit of surprise, like, really? You're gonna, you're actually going to argue this? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, okay, well, you're here, or you're, yeah, you're hearing will be set for this date. And I'm like, but I knew it was great. I knew that, like, as long as I did that first, then I could go straight directly to the prosecuting attorney and plead my case in front of her before it ever went to court. And that's exactly what I did. So I called her and set up a meeting with her a couple of days later. You know, very nice office too. And uh, I explained the whole story to her about the intersection and how it's kind of dangerous there. And you know what? She's like, I agree. That is a dangerous intersection, you know, because your visibility is blocked by that building. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right. Well, sir, I'll go ahead and drop this for you. You know, I don't think it was a fair ticket either. So I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Mr. Prosecutor. Right. And she's like, just don't get any more, any more trouble or any more tickets for the next six months, and it'll be totally off your record. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you very much. So I want to have that courthouse feeling like a sweet victory to happen. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So the moral of the story is if you want to get into a fight with the law, don't do it on the streets because it's always going to end up bad. Like, even my situation, just from getting a little agitated and, you know, kind of angry at the guy. I mean, it, it could have went in a hundred different directions, but I I calm myself down and I'm like, okay, I'll do it the right way. And if you want, if you want to fight the law, fight them in the courts. There it is. Perfect. Well, thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good night, buddy. Same to you.
Yeah, man, that's that's the way you should do. It's like you wanna you wanna try to fight the fight the the, the law. It's like there's no purpose, man. You need to just you need to go to court and get it done that way, rather than trying to be weird. Four two five. Get online. Mm-hmm. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, man, that's that's the way you should. Four two five. Hello? hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Hello. Yeah, I was just seeing I was just seeing a bunch of notes on there about you know in the comments section about the farmers. What what farmers? The black farmers being harassed across the country. Someone was posting that in the notes quite a bit earlier, and I just wondered if you might know or have heard anything about that. Um, not really. I think I've heard like a couple little whispers about certain things, but I don't really know a lot about what's going on. There was one guy in Colorado who has been, you know, arrested because he went to the local sheriff's department and reported the harassment by his white neighbors and no one's doing anything about it. And you have all kinds of cases like that around the country and people are just ignoring it. Like it's not happening. Yeah. I've not really. And I just think it's it's really sad. And I just wish it was talked about more because they're having their animals killed their machinery destroyed, thousands of dollars worth of machinery. People are vandalizing their homes, coming on their property, taking photos of them. They don't want them there. Their white neighbors don't want them there. And I just don't, um, I don't understand it. Now, is it a nationwide thing or is it like one particular family dealing with this? Well, there are not a lot of black farmers to begin with. I know there's one case in Colorado that I was just talking about. That's where um, that guy was arrested. And he, both him and his wife actually were arrested for reporting it to the sheriff. The sheriff got upset. I don't know what happened exactly, but he so, was just let out of jail. And there was another case in Florida. And then, um, I, I forget what the third one was. Those are just the ones that I've heard about. Okay. Yeah, I've not really heard a lot about it. I mean, I, I think I did hear about the one situation but I don't know a lot about much else. I had to look into it and see what's going on. No. Yeah, well. All right, so that's pretty much all I got. Well, my phone's Huh? Yeah, yeah, my phone's about to die, so I'll let you go. I just wanted to mention that. I saw it in the comments, so. All righty. Well, thank, thank you for the you. call. Appreciate ADL. you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I did see the one story, but I, I've not heard about it like a, a, a nationwide thing. I look into it. Six five one. You don't you don't lie. I'm speaking to. Hi, this is Jamie from Minnesota. All righty, what's going on? Hi, I wanted to um, talk to you about the some of the school issues here recently and the the balloon. That happened. Okay. Um, we have a show here in Minnesota. Well, the sheriff for Ramsey County in St. Paul does called Live on Patrol. And recently there was a, a, a stabbing in one of the high schools um, on the east side. Okay. And the one of the sheriffs were talking about it, and he was saying how this is because of them taking the police out of the school system. 
Well, I mean, that that definitely would do it if you don't have the proper security. Now, why would the police like why were the police not in the school system? What was the purpose of taking them out of the school system? Um, I'm not really sure, but I just wanted to know your opinion on that. And like, we need the police for anything, even like, for example, if they try to take the guns away, like, look at all the, even like this, what happened here in St. Paul, like the stabbing, like, we're still going to have violence with guns or not. Yeah, I mean, um, I think you got to have security in in a place. Uh, you're trying to trying to take the guns away and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you need to have proper security, regardless of what's going on. That's that's very important. Yeah, so I just wanted to call and get your opinion on that. But this is my first time calling, so I was a little nervous finally getting the talk to you i've been listening to you for a couple of years now oh it's all good you know i'm glad, glad you called in and um yeah i just think we need to have better security people trying to take guns away trying to take rights away from citizens that's not the way to go about it we, we live in a dangerous world we live in a dangerous place we need to just adapt to what's going on right now and that's pretty much just what it is yep and I also wanted to give a shout out to Honey Buns and Coconut Water for keeping us hydrated throughout the day. Right on, absolutely. And I hope you have a good night, yeah. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, man. Like, I don't understand why they want to remove security. Like, I don't really get it. Is it a virtue signal thing? Okay, we're going to endanger the lives of our st- of our kids of our students just because what we want to make a point about guns i don't really get it 773 you're in line i'm gonna speak to hey bill lucky to get the last call uh hey bill two important things pertaining with the whole balloons thing if you've been following it <clears throat> yes direct yes or no question by not shooting down the first balloon that Joe Biden has committed some acts of treason. No, I don't think so because I can't, (laughs) I can't say that because I don't know. It's like, I I don't know the, all the ins and outs of that because I was hearing them talk about it. They said that first of all, they've already done that before the Chinese have already done that before. And we do it to them. But second, they said that they were trying to get reconnaissance on the actual balloon itself. So I don't know the actual purpose of them doing that. But what I do know is that they had a very strange reaction to it. Um, I think shooting it down, I think they probably wanted to just let it go through and not shoot it down. I think them shooting it down was to appease the people because we're like, hey, what's that? What's going on? They're just not being honest about what they're actually doing and what they're allowing to happen, and then some of their military stuff. But also, it could be them just not wanting to let all the cat out the bag. I don't really know. But I think, ultimately, the reason why there's so much controversy is because of lack of honesty, not because of anything else, in my opinion. Well, fine. Fine, ABO. Well, the best person I suggest on YouTube for you to kind of track about this, to kind of 
raise these critical questions in the back of your mind because the Biden administration was still live, is Black Conservative Patriot on YouTube and on other platforms because there's a lot of major contradictions of this because, as you already know, they tried blaming it on Trump and saying that there were balloons there. And if you ever saw this General Mattis interview from the Gateway Pundit, there's major contradictions there. So this recent recent two balloons thing, balloons, <clears throat> even the one that was just shot down recently over Montana is very suspect of the timing, and it's just an odd coincidence, especially given that Canada is trying to get some credit to it. So the question that I recently asked is still on the table, table because I honestly think he is guilty of treason for actually making some deals with the Chinese, because if you found something that invaded your airspace, on radar, the first instinct is to investigate, then shoot it down. But because Biden let it happen on that, he, in a lot of ways, in the eyes of any American paying attention to him, would feel entirely betrayed and invaded because it was an invasion of our own airspace. So all I have to say is that that everybody here should actually raise a lot more critical questions in the back of their mind as every new development happens and not just take whatever the narrative is at face value. Because the bottom line is that Biden and his administration is deliberately leading us into World War Three in more ways than one. Because just recently, Ukraine has been found out to be using chemical warfare. You know about that? You said who, who was doing that? Ukraine. Okay. There's a recent video from The Sun, as well as from Weon, of Ukraine actually using drone strikes and chemical warfare on Russian soldiers. Okay, yeah, I hadn't heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though 11 Republicans right now have voted to stop sending aid to Ukraine, the entire world seems to be hell-bent on protecting Ukraine despite the obvious facts about their corruption and actually having Nazis there. So... If it's okay with you, I can actually say this. It is on top of my lungs because I actually do not care about Ukraine. And it needs to be said. Go for it. Go ahead. The hell with Ukraine. I'm not going to support your war. Well, well, there you go. I'm with you, man. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you. Okay. Good night. All righty. <laughs> Say it with your chest. I feel you. I think that'll be a wrap for me. Thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. I couldn't do it without you. I'll be back live again on Wednesday coming up here. Y'all have a great Valentine's Day. Don't be out there doing nothing too crazy. And, and enjoy yourself responsibly on the 14th. 
If you're not doing anything for Valentine's Day, y'all just hang out, chill, just relax, be cool, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll be off tomorrow, but I'll be back doing regular videos on Monday and live again on Wednesday. And that's pretty much all I got. If you couldn't get on tonight, I'm sorry. Don't blame me. Blame the white man. It's not my fault. Y'all know how I do. Uh, shout out to the mods for keeping the trolls nice and in check. I really, really appreciate you for that one. Couldn't do it without you. Also, um, thank you to everybody just been uh, watching, super chatting, retweeting, whatever you're doing. I appreciate y'all. I got uh, a few super chats to read right here. Then I wrap it on up, put the bowl clean on top. Thank you to Mr. Squeaky for becoming a member. Thank you to Bina for the hearts emoji. Thank you to Mr. Squeaky again who says, ABL, what's your thoughts on AI and chat GPT? Chat GPT, in my opinion, is not true artificial intelligence because it's been tampered with. It's like just, it's just like, it's just software. It's not really true AI because you ask it certain things that will give you different answers depending upon some social stuff. Like, for example, you ask it to make a, to write something good about white people, it won't do it. Ask the same thing about black people, it will do it. Or ask them to write something about Trump that's positive, it won't do it. Something positive about Biden, it'll do it. So, it's, I mean, that's not really true AI. It's, it's, it's neuter at best. It's neuter at best. At worst, it's just basic software that ain't really, it's not really true. True AI has mind of its own. I'm not sure, I'm not sure you really want that kind of thing to be going on. That's not really what you want. So maybe it's good to have regular software that's kind of neutral like that. I don't know. But I digress. Thank you to Bob K. MIT who says, I'm still waiting for your book, sir. Much love. You're right about that. I need to go ahead and get rocking and rolling with it. Thank you to Bina again for the Fox heart emoji. Thank you to Watts for being a member and also for saying, I wonder how much Ukraine A actually went to Ukraine. How much circled back to D.C.? Very, very good question. I like to know the same. I, I, I like to know the, the same answer to that. Uh, thank you to Alien Spaceship who says, I think the Democrats are using Fetterman as a propaganda tool. You shouldn't have ran. It's like they wanted him to get worse to replace him. You know what? I think that they um they ran Fetterman just because he, he could win. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, they, they wanted to replace him. They, they they knew he could um I don't know why they ran that guy. I don't I don't even know why they even put him out there in the first place, even before the stroke. He already had health problems in 2017. He had the heart issue. So I don't even know why they put him out there. That was just kind of silly overall. It, it was it was just really silly. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't know what that's all about. But that'll be a wrap for the super chats. Uh um <laughs> you guys are funny. Somebody says asking AI to draw ABO before his beard, hilarious. But I think that'll be a wrap for me. You guys have been great. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.